0: blog talk radio
1: well hello everybody and welcome to meadowlands racing and entertainment it's the 2019 hamiltonian presented by the united states trotting association and better america mike carter alongside of garnet barnsdale ashley amagu is down in the winner's circle is the pick four pool garnet is approaching one hundred thousand dollars guarantee at one hundred thousand dollars and let's real quick take a look at this Hamiltonian elimination. It is a field of eight. Jim Pansy, currently at 1-2. to two. Any
2: surprise there, man? A little bit. You know, I thought he'd be around even money. Obviously, he's going to be the favorite. He's an unbeaten colt coming in. Breeders' crown winner last year. But, um, you know, to me, uh, the other me horse, Green Manalisi, currently at 9-1. to one. Looks like a bet for me.
1: Pretty, pretty impressive price. That is a uh, bet in the Garnett-Barnsdale quarter.
2: Three. Swandre the Giant, is 9-2.
1: to two. I think this is a little bit of an underlay. I feel like this horse should be higher in price because he made two starts on lay six where he improved and now has to come back off of the medicine.
2: I like his last start, though, Mike. He made a pretty big move, uh, middle move, and, uh, you know, was overtaken, but he hung on well for second. He initially was my top pick in the DRF uh, selections that we gave out in the, in the newsletter, but at 8-1, to one, I have to go to Green Manalicia. I, I kind of thought Swandre would get bet a little bit, um currently four to one that seems about where i thought he'd be and now we got soul strong uh the dexter dunn driven Oki swans that trained colt at nine to two so he's the third choice they're really only betting three horses now right now with uh of course Jim Penzi being the he- very heavy one to two unbeaten favorite
1: just going over one hundred thousand
2: dollars in the pick for pool mike bozich is off today
1: so Yours truly will get a chance to uh, to take a swing at the Hambletonian. I know, I know, I'm gonna blush your ears blush your ears out because my announcing strength's guarded. But you gotta you gotta listen to me the rest of the day. Man. I would
2: never say that. Uh. <laughs> Just make sure you throw a turns first in there once for oh, me. Oh,
1: you, you listen. You know I will. So the top five will exit this race and head on to the twelfth race, I believe it is the Hambletonian final, going for one million dollars. One to two currently on the seven chimpanzee. Nine to two on the four. So strong four to one on the three Swandry the giant they think that the better spank
2: Garnet, that he could improve here yeah i mean like you say he's, he's off you know he can't use lasik so it's, but uh, you know they paid a huge price for this colt mostly for this race so we'll see what happens All right.
1: Well, they are headed to the gate. Uh, We're going to give this thing a a call here. It's the first of two Hamiltonian eliminations for three-year-old open trotters per $70,000. They're lined up for the eighth race. It's been a lightning-fast racetrack thus far. They're picking up speed, and here they go. And they're off in the Hamiltonian elimination. Osterch gets the first call for the outside. So the inside is going to take back early. So, too, is Cantab Fashion. Reed Minnelli, is caught wide around the first turn. So, too, is Jim Panzee, who's at about the sixth path as they head around the first turn. He's going to take back to last. They race on to the clubhouse turn and up the back stretch of the first. Can tab fashion on top here by a length and a quarter on the outside. Osterch racing in second is a parked out second there. Twenty six and three for the opening quarter split. Summit inside a length and three quarters off the lead from in third. Then at the inside racing next is Green Manalicia as they race up the back stretch. Swandre, Swandre the Giant has three horses beaten. That is so strong, Mister Victor and Jim panzee is trying to make up ground from the back. Sears is on the move with that one as they race over to the half mile point. It's Osterch on on top by a length and three quarters here. Cat Fashion continues to travel well from the pocket in second. 54 and 54-4, and 28-1 in that panel. Now tipping to the outside. Here comes Green Manalishi latching onto that cover. is Swandre the Giant. Summit insights got some work to do with a lockdown from fifth. Jim Panzee is about nine lengths off the lead. It is gapping from sixth. Going to have to do some more work as they race the three quarters. And on the outside coming up now is Green Manalishi. Green Manalishi is taking it to Osterge. These two are slugging it out. Swandre, the Giants got some work to do. Three quarters, 123 flat. They turn for home. Can tab fashion is locked in the box from third. On the outside, Swandre the Giant is trying to close. Jim Panzee trying to make the final there, too. It's Osterch who leads. Osterch leads with a 16th left to go. Cantab fashion up the inside. On the outside is Green Manalishi who's coming on. It's Green Manalishi trying to get to Osterch as they come down to the finish. Green Manalishi and Osterch to the line. Green Manalishi wins over Osterch and so Strong in 150-3. and three.
2: Green Man at nine to one, maybe the overlay of the day.
1: Nice
3: pick, man.
2: Yes, sir. I walked up and put a pretty good bet on this horse. And uh, you know, I mentioned that I mentioned in my DRF live post that somebody I trust very much, um, you know, I'll say his name, Jay Greenberg from the DRF, yep. stopped me uh, earlier, about an hour earlier, and said that he warmed up better than he has ever seen him warm up before. And that kind of put me onto the horse a little bit. I was very much against Jim Penzi. Nothing against the horse or his owners or his connections, but. We're talking about wagering here at 2-5. to five. You could not take 2-5 to five on that call today.
1: I'll tell you what, I was not overly impressed with uh, the race there by Jim Panzee, but we'll talk more about that in just a moment as we are going to pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is the Bet America Radio Network. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Garnet Barnsdale and Ashley Mayu, who is downstairs. Eight, six, four, and seven. Currently, Green Manalishi, Ostert, So Strong, and Jim Panzee. And the surprise out of that race, Garnet, to me anyway, was Ostert.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I heard a few people saying that they like this colt actually, and. um he raced huge. It didn't look like green Manalishi was going to get him until maybe the last seven or eight strides of the race. Um, you know, for me, I think green Manalishi was the most impressive. He grinded first over a long way after, you know, tracking a 54 and four half. Swandre so the giant had a perfect trip. Couldn't, he couldn't catch the cover. So maybe there was something to him, you know, not racing so well on Lasix, um, chimpanzee. Uh, I don't know, but, uh, you know, he, he kind of got looped right at the beginning and he was forced to take to the back and, uh, he, he, you know, he made the final, so maybe if he gets a better draw, he's got a better shot. One horse
1: I wasn't really impressed with was the seven, Jim and Garnet. he had to come from a long way back, but when Brian asked him to go, he did not take off like I thought he would.
2: Yeah, but, you know, like, like I say, I mean, if you look at his horse's, uh, you know, racing lines, he's up front almost every race, so coming from back there, he pretty much, you know, I think he pretty much had no shot. Now, if you like, if you like Jim as a horse that maybe... In the final, he could go from two to five, Mike, to twenty-five to one off that race. it yeah, can happen.
1: Yeah, well, we saw it last year with Atlanta. Remember that big old, big mile she put in, and then you made that monster score on her. She was, I believe,
2: what two, three to one, give or take. Right, and then you know, the year before, the year before, I guess was the year uh, what the hill got disqualified, yep, right? Yep. He was eight to five in his elimination, I believe. Um, you know, faded a little bit. Eighteen to
1: scored. one or something like that.
2: Seventeen to one in the final, so. You know, it's not always who wins the elimination that's going to win the final. Actually, two years in a row, a non-elimination winner has won the final of this race.
1: Well, Marcus Melander has to be extremely happy right now heading into the Hamiltonian final as Green Manalishi. Look, I'm happy, too. Green Manalishi leads this. And the question right now, obviously, we got to still have to see Green Shoe coming up in the next race. But how much better is Green Manalishi going to be in the next heat? He said the other day when we were at the farm that you know he didn't think two heats was gonna bother his horses and I'll tell you they didn't he didn't Timmy didn't have to still, uh, chase after Greenman Alicia all that much.
2: No, I think he babied him a little bit. about, you know for the last half of the final turn he looked like he took a couple of rough steps to me. I don't know maybe I'm not an expert on this, but uh, it looked like he went a little bit rough. But uh, and Timmy kind of just uh, you know he kind of just coaxed him a little bit to get up there, but. Um, you know, it was, it was a pretty big mile. Fifty and three. We thought we thought they'd go a little bit faster. It'd be interesting to see if they break fifty in the next one. But, I mean, you know, you should. There's no reason to set a speed record in the elimination.
1: Not in the elimination. I, you know, we saw what Atlanta came out here and did last year. Yeah. And you know, and, and it didn't it wind up didn't hurt. Excuse me. Wind up not hurting her in the final. But you never know. You want to see these horses be able to do 50 and 3. We talked about how fast this track was earlier this afternoon, Garnet, and it's still been lightning fast. We just saw Lather Up go 46 and 3 in a mile and an eighth race. So the track is definitely lightning fast. It's packed with speed. It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the afternoon plays out.
2: Absolutely. And you saw saw there, I mean, six led all the way. The eight was first up. I mean, the four was never that far back. So uh, Chimpanzee was basically up against it, you know, seven or eight strides into the race when he's nobody's nobody's come from that far back today and done anything really so you know you might give him a little bit of a mulligan if you get a big price on him in the next in the final
1: listen you might uh, my wedding present is on you twenty dollars sixty cents to win on green
2: manalishi ten dollars to place
1: five sixty to show number six Osterch, twenty two twenty to place nine forty to show four dollars on the four soul strong to show eight six exacta three hundred twenty seven dollars twenty cents trifecta Man, I tell you what, you probably should have had this. One thousand eight hundred fifteen dollars sixty cents. We'll have the Superfecta price here for you momentarily. Ashley Mayu is down in the winter circle. She's going to try to get with Tim Petrich. Dime super returns two hundred twenty-four dollars and nineteen cents. We're second nineteen cents. We're going to take a very short timeout. We're going to return, and Ashley Mayu will be joining us with winter circle reaction. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America.
5: The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. And there.
0: And
6: pacing at the Dan Patch Stakes. They come to three quarters and one twenty-two and four.
4: Lazarus. Lazarus came forth to win the 25th running of the Dan Patch Stakes. Celebrating Indiana's richest harness race, the 26th edition of the $300,000 Dan Patch Stakes on Friday, August 9th at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Watch it live on Wish TV at 9 p.m.
7: The Menilans racing season is just heating up with
8: large feet. All
1: right, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Ashley Mayu is downstairs with winning driver Tim Petrick.
9: Hey, guys, I'm standing alongside Tim Petrick, who drove Green Manalishi to an impressive performance in the first handball elimination. Take us a little bit through your trip. It looks like it's set up beautifully.
10: Yeah, well, I mean, he had to do some work, but uh, he's a big, strong horse, and I think he's a grinder, so a Donald not will bother him. Getting out of there, um, you know, I pushed off the car so I could get close, and then I got to be, get right in by the quarter, and, you know, I had to come at the half and be first up, but he grinded it out really good, and he trotted home strong, and that's good Mike.
9: Now the track's been lightning fast all day. Clearly suited him here. How do you feel going, you know, into the final?
10: I think my horse will bounce good. I think he will be fine. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, I've, I've raced these things, and I've won the elimination four years in a row and can't get it done in the final, but hopefully this year's better.
9: All right. Thanks, Tim. Good luck. Thank you
1: all right right. Mayu downstairs and guarded i'll tell you it's been one of those days here where it's just been absolutely lightning fast and we we've talked about it over and over again we heard Tim Tietrich say it. he doesn't think that the uh second heat will uh will affect his horse so you know a 50 and 3 mile is big in any sense of the right but to say you know say hey i don't think it's gonna affect him that's uh you know pretty confident
2: we've seen so far I don't even think it's really that fast today to be honest with you like that mile as crazy as we say as crazy as it seems you know when I, I went down uh, I went down to uh, talk to a couple of friends early in the card before the first race and when you're standing this that close to the track it seemed like they were almost bouncing over it it, it, it almost looks it's so fast it looks like they're, they're gliding over rubber so then Backstreet Shadow comes out paces in 47 and 3 in the first race now he's a very good colt you wouldn't expect a 47 and three mile from him necessarily. So, you know, the track's fast. Uh, Lather Up set a world record for a mile and an eighth, beat two minutes, which is incredible. I mean, he's, you know, Lather Up's fastest horse of all time, or one of them. So, that's not really that big of a shock. But, you know, th- this horse probably will have something in reserve, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't think that mile was really that fast, even though it says 50 and three on the board.
1: All right, ninth race coming up. It's the second elimination of the 94th Hambletonian. But before we dive into this race, Let's kind of meet everybody again and kind of go over some things and you know Garnet uh, you've been with our show now a couple of years that uh, this is your 3rd year out here covering it for us I tell you the atmosphere out here never changes
2: It's awesome it's it's this is this place has a feel like when I was a kid going to Woodbine or Greenwood it has the feel of a real racetrack with real characters betters, right yeah. as as our good friend the Hamiltonian society uh President Moira Fanning says her peeps, her people, her people. These are my people too, man. This is where this is kind of where I grew up. So it's a great atmosphere. They're they're sitting right here beside us, cheering their horses on. Everybody's having a great time and hopefully catching a few tickets. I'm having a good day. First one of the first one of the week. So uh, hope this should uh, you know uh, be able to take some of this money to Saratoga tomorrow night.
1: All right. Well, let's welcome in the third member of our broadcast team, Ashley Mayhew. And Ashley, this is your first Hamiltonian. Tell us a little bit about what it's like. Be.
9: It's been so much fun. I never saw the environment, really. You watch it on TV, right? But being here is a lot different. I've never seen a crowd like this at a harness track, ever.
1: Now, Ashley, uh, we've seen some great races thus far. Has one to anyone been out to you thus far?
9: I thought in the life the price last time out here was hysteric. I thought that was a huge performance, especially knowing the horse hadn't hit the board in two starts here at the Meadowlands. Uh, very big run from that one. We'll see what you know can put it together in the final.
1: All right, Ashley. Well, we'll be talking with you throughout the rest of the afternoon. She'll be providing winter circle reaction. She'll be present, present uh, providing some analysis for us, Garnet. And we know she can cash in pretty big tickets. Uh, we saw her do that last night.
2: Yep, Ashley's. Uh, actually- a very good handicapper, maybe even a better better than a handicapper. She's a very good better, sharp, very sharp.
1: All right, Ashley, we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good? All right, that was Ashley Mayu. And you know, we talked a little bit earlier about how good or should we talk a little bit about how good of a handicapper she is. She's very astute and I like that about her. One to nine currently on the five green chew and it, let's take a look at the field for the ninth race for the 94th Hamiltonian elimination. It's the second elimination. And a horse I really like here that's obviously not taking a whole lot of play but is taking some play is that 10-1, to 1, don't let him.
11: Yeah, uh,
2: you know, I mean, if you, if you think Green shoe can get beat, you're going to get a price on anybody here. He's a very big 1-9 to nine favorite when you see the second choice is 10-1. to one. That's, that's like a, the almost minus pool territory. I think, I think don't let him is going to come down in price. I think there's a few people that have been talking about him that like him that are well respected handicappers. We still got nine minutes till they even come out, probably 15 till they go. Um, I, I would expect by post time, the five floats up to about one to five, and I would expect uh, don't let him to be in maybe nine to two territory, maybe four to one. I, you know, he's not going to go off at 10 to one. There's no way.
1: All right. Number eight, Marcel, is a kind of an, an interesting play for me. For Oake, or Oka Sponsted, the question here is going to be, he said the other day when we were at the farm that he's, he's leaving. There's no question that he's leaving. Yep. And I don't think that he has anything other anything else that he can do other than leave. The question is, is he going to try to steal it like he did in the field?
2: I think if he makes the front, if he clears, he's going to try to steal it. Absolutely. But it's a big difference. Um, it's a big difference uh, cutting a slow quarter, you know, around a rounded turn on, on those smaller tracks than trying to steal one going down the straightaway here. You saw how fast Toltrin Canover removed today to go to the front. Um, you know, obviously his driver, her driver, Andrew McCarthy, figured he had the best horse. But I, I don't think he can really steal it by slowing it down, especially as fast as they've been going today. Like the second quarter there was twenty-eight and one, and maybe even that's a little bit slow today in this first uh, elimination.
1: All right, we're looking at Green Shoe currently at one to nine. Garnet, the real question in this race, obviously the, with the eliminations, you know. Sometimes you don't get some of the best horses together. And in the last elimination, we saw a bunch of good horses together. This race seems to be, if you ask me anyway, the lighter of the two eliminations. Really? Green, to me anyway, it does. Wow. Green Shoe have to
2: win this race. I think this is the stronger one, actually, because if you look at some of these horses, like Pirate Di- Pilot Discretion hasn't missed the board this year. He finished second to Green Shoe. I, I might have screwed up here. Um, go ahead. Don't let him. You know, here's the thing about Green Shoe for me. Last year on the same day in the heat, it's not really as hot this year, with a big crowd racing in the afternoon, he ran. He ran like Seabiscuit, yep. more than he trotted like a, a, a standard <laughs> So, listen, at 1-9, to nine, it makes sense to take a really close look at this horse on the track, in the post parade, scoring down. He probably really can only beat himself. I think he's really that good from what we've seen, right? The one race that he got beat was a total fluke. He got, you know, he was backsteamed in a, in a really slow Uh, Fraction Marseille stole the race. And Greenshoe still closed, like, unbelievably, considering where he came from. Um, It was just an unbelievable performance that he lost the race by a couple of inches, considering he had to go probably into about the sixth path on the far turn to circle all the dead horses in front of him. So, really, I I think only in this, you know, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I think Greenshoe can only really beat himself. But it makes sense at one to nine especially if there's a minus show pull, which is possible, to take a close look at this horse on the track to make sure he's behaving himself. And if he looks a little bit hot, maybe that's the time to play against him.
1: All right. We are six minutes away from the ninth race. It is the second elimination for the 2019-94th Hamiltonian. Ashley Mayu is back upstairs with us here. And, Ashley, after looking at the first elimination, we've, you know, we've talked a little bit about you know, who we all have kind of liked who do you like in this race, and uh, who do you like in what?
9: Green Shoe looks awfully tough in this elimination. You know, I tried to look for a bit of more of a price. Kind of went to the outside in here, Marcel. I just thought the most recent race in the gears was pretty impressive. They went one fifty one and four. I have to go for more value. Green Shoe's one to nine, and I can't bet one to nine with your money or mine.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. You hear, You see? They're bringing us the chart. Okay, so who is fifth? Let's see here. Who was fifth? Finishing fifth was the one, CanTab Fashion. So CanTab Fashion makes the final. So here are the entrants for the. Uh, see me for the final. If I can get the paper to stick, we've got CanTab Fashion. We've got Soul Strong. Who is that? Jim Chimpanzee makes the final, and Green Manalishi. So, those are the ones that make the final Kintab fashion sneaks in on the bubble, finishing fifth. All right. I hear Moira fanning back. Hey, Moira.
8: Is that a, minute? A, talking
11: minute? a talking minute, of course. I don't
1: see anything that in that sure I okay.
11: Say that one time. I didn't see any that,
1: that That's okay. I just wanted to talk about the Hambo in general. All right, Moira Fanning from the Hambletonian Society is joining us. And Moira, I'll tell you what, you guys do a heck of a job putting this event on every single year. Tell us a little bit about what kind of goes on. I know there's a ton of preparation for this.
11: Well, of course, it's a summer event, so you have to make it cool for the people and cool for the horses. We do that uh, with misters and fans in the paddock, and there's an actual missing tent. So you can almost get a shower in Paddock Park if you get too hot. All kinds of events, a great band, lots of stuff for the kids. And besides that, there's a tremendous horse race about every 30 minutes here and a lot of great wagering options.
1: All right. Well, listen, Moira, we've seen some pretty impressive performances today. They've done a heck of a job getting this track ready uh, for this afternoon. I'm looking forward to an exciting Hamiltonian.
11: Yeah, I am too. But I have to tell you that um, Drink Canover Race was the one that really had my heart in my throat. It could have to do with the fact that I own a part of Trillion's Hanover. <laughs> and, David Miller, there was a big bonus in it for you if that was a win. So, anyway, uh, I think we're setting up for a fantastic final.
1: All right, Moira. Thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes to talk to us. And uh, look, we're looking forward to a good race.
11: No, thank you, guys.
1: All right. Moira Fanning from the Hamiltonian Society at Garner. She's the best. She really is.
2: We call her female champ for a reason because she's the – she's. she's She's the best of the best in this industry, and we're not just kissing up because you can ask anybody, and everybody that knows her will tell you the same thing.
1: All right, we are two minutes away from the ninth race. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, you'll have more from the 2019 Hambletonian presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. We'll be right back.
12: Windbank Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Windbank Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gates September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th, and 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lowmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com at southernoakstraining.com.
1: Welcome back to the uh, live coverage of the 2019 Hamiltonian. Mike Carter alongside of Gardette Barnsdale. Ashley Mayhew is downstairs getting winter circle reactions. She'll also be providing some analysis as they are getting ready to come onto the racetrack for the ninth race as the All-Star Buglers welcome the horses onto the track for the 94th Hamiltonian elimination, second elimination. We are eight minutes away, the board says. Board says zero, but the, board, the clock in the first turn says eight minutes away from the ninth race. It is a field of eight, one to five, currently on the five green shoe. Six to one on the sixth. Don't let them. Everybody else at extremely big odds here as Marcel, who was five to one on the morning line, 17 to one. No real surprise there, though, as they are on the racetrack for the ninth race let's take a look at the field garnet somebody who uh, is from your neck of the ones number one forbidden trade uh trained by luke belay in the uh, owned by determination bob mcclure drives in this hamiltonian four for six in 2019 is yet to miss the, miss the board this season one of his more impressive races though was when he missed in the good times he was second in the final
2: you look the two jerry owned by srf stable trained by marcus milander trained driven by orian Kielström. i hope i got that right jerry's going to need some luck to make the final here
1: number three pilot discretion is owned by LeBlanc, fedora and anderson tony alanya trains andrew mccarthy drives tony is extremely high on pilot discretion he stopped by and talked to wendy ross and i this morning he thinks his horse has a
2: big chance in the final he's a good price here at 12 to 1 the four reign of honor Owned by Dio Valente Farms, Jennifer Dalton, T-Pontoni, Kentucky Anna Racing Stable, trained by Nifty Norman, driven by Dave Miller. Only three on the board finishes in eight starts this year. Reign of Honor is also going to need some luck to make the final, I think.
1: Number five, Green Shoe, four for five this year after going two for four in 2018. Was lightly raced, was second in the bo final, won the Stanley Dancer convincingly in 150-1. and one. Everybody thinks... This is the year that Marcus Melander wins the Hamiltonian, and it's with the five
2: green shoe. Six, don't let him's nine to two. Just like I said, he was going to be five minutes ago. He's owned by Brittany Farms, Tactor, Christina Tactor, John Fielding, Herb Liverman, trained by Nancy Johansson, and driven by Yannick Shingre. Let Don't let him comes off a win in 150 and two, where he just well, just dominated from the 10 hole here. Um, if anybody's going to beat Green Shoe, I think it's probably going to be him.
1: Number seven, Super Shizzle. is trained by Perry Ingblom, Al Litfeld, and Perry Soderberg do the owning. Scott Zeron, the driver. Scott Zeron winning the Hamiltonian last year with Atlanta. One for six so far in 2019, but has only missed the board one time. So a horse that you might want to consider using underneath.
2: The eight, Marseille, owned by Oki's Fondstead, ordered by Stable. Howard Taylor, trained and driven by Oki, comes off a win in the gears. Before that, beat uh, Green Shoe and the Beal. I don't think there's much uh, doubt that Marseille will probably be on the lead of the quarter here. It's going to be interesting to see what happens from there.
1: Let's talk a little bit about number one forbidden trade. You said this horse is taking a little bit of money, 14 yep. to one. Are you surprised at the price on the one horse? I'm
2: surprised a little bit that he's that low. But listen, I'm going to tell you a couple of things about forbidden trade. His race, his last race, he beat uh, basically a preferred uh, trotter, B-Yo-Yo. Um, he's been racing many races, or, or at least a couple, and that was one of them, against older horses. So, I mean, uh, he just kind of sat there on the outside. The track was sloppy. I don't know why it says good. The track was very wet that day and uh, just kind of glided up. One, as he pleased? He's, you know, he's really good right now, but the question, you know, the $64,000 question is, is he Hamiltonian good? I don't know that, but we're going to find out soon. Number two, Jerry, currently a
1: 50-1. to Oran Kilstrom always tends to show up on Hamiltonian day, uh, driving for Marcus Melander. I think the, you know – the plan for Jerry is just going to be to make the final.
2: I think so. I think Jerry's going to probably try and sit an inside trip, um, and then you know just kind of maybe stay on the inside in the stretch when they fan out. Hope to beat two or three of them. He'd have to beat three of them to make the final, and I think it's very possible that he can. Thank you. Th- go ahead, Mike. Okay. Go ahead. The three pilot discretion is very interesting. Won, won four out of six. He was a very good winner in the good times. Uh, we were there that night, North America Cup night um since then uh you know he hasn't been overly taxed. he hasn't gone any really big trips i don't think the, his trip in the dancer was was solid when second to green shoe um i wouldn't discount his chances here if he got the trip at 11 to 1.
1: now taking a look at green shoe he's going on to the uh, far turn his head is a little bit to the left but brian sears is just kind of giving it to him a little bit yeah he looks pretty good on the racetrack thus far in fact we can see him on our television monitors he's acted a little he's acted up a little bit you, that's see, you sure. see that yeah. this, is,
2: this is what i'm talking about, Mike. He, he doesn't look entirely comfortable. And, um, you know, I, I I understand this year he's behaved the whole time. But for me, horses are creatures of habit and memory, right? And last year on this same day, he ran twice in a stake race. So I don't think there's any guarantee that this horse couldn't break here.
1: No, I, I think that he, he's got, you know, it's one of those situations where do you bet, you know, it's one of those where you got to ask yourself you either got to single him. Or toss or toss him. There's no in between, yeah. if you ask me. Or if you like the six horse here, don't let him. You have to key off him and then figure out what you want to do with green shoes.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a little disappointed in myself. I get so involved in work here. I forgot that a pick four started in the last race, because I would have singled Green Man Alicia S at nine to one and that would have been a heck of a way to start a pick four.
1: It sure would have, considering Jim Panzee went off as short as he did.
2: Yep. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean I'm probably not even gonna bet this race at this point. I I, I I just don't see any value for myself, but uh, I couldn't really argue with anybody who's taking a shot against Green Shoe the way he looks out there. He doesn't look entirely calm to me.
1: Again, we are taking a look at number five, Green Shoe, and we both agree that he looks a little bit rank on the racetrack. That is a little bit concerning if you ask me, and like I said, man, this could this could go one of two ways. He could either be really good. Or he could flop.
2: What's going on there? There's the, the driver's off the three-horse, uh, pilot, so pilot discretion. Walking beside him, it could be an equipment okay, issue. That'd be
1: number eight, Marcel. Number eight, Marcel, a uh, little bit of an equipment problem on number eight, Marcel. Lucas oh, like is out of the bike. He now puts himself back in. 21% win percentage. That's not really meaning a whole lot, considering he's got a heat start, start it. This is going to be an interesting race,
2: that's for sure. Yeah, that looked like a three to me, Mike, but you're correct. That was the eight. Um... I don't think it was anything major. He he's nope. got back in there pretty quick, but uh, you know, considering uh, considering the way these races have gone, two speed horses most of the day, Marseille might not be a bad play here at eleven to one. I mean, that, I don't know. I, I just for me, I think if Greenshoe stays flat, he probably wins.
1: He probably does. So
2: I'm not going to go make make bets counting on him to break, but you know, I, I'd, I'd like to see him again on the screen here. It's hard for us to see the track. There's so many people here beside us. Let's see. It'd be interesting to see him on the okay, screen again for, to see what he's what he's looking like out there.
1: Looking for Brian now. I don't see him. He looks like he might be with the Outrider over here to our left.
2: Okay. Well, that's interesting. Outrider,
1: so that's a you know interesting uh, interesting play, huh?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the one thing that surprised me a little bit looking at the board here is, is forbidden you. trade only being fourteen to one. He's taking some money from somewhere that's not. Uh, Ten five dollar betters down here in the front row. Of, uh, he's taking some money from somewhere. Somebody's bet so, a few hundred dollars. So, in this something course.
1: else I'm noticing. He looks a little warm. He definitely looks a little warm. Green which, shoe. Green shoe looks a little warm, which could be an issue. But what we, what that could be from is he could be very he could be stressed out right now. That might be what that is. Is not necessarily. I mean, it's hot. Don't get me wrong, but it could be stress.
2: That's what I'm saying, and that's that's what I mentioned. You know, earlier is. um Last year on the same day, under similar conditions, he broke. He broke twice. He broke at the start. He came on again. He broke again. I don't know if he normally gets assistance from the outrider, but he is now, and he looks fairly calm. Um, You know, I I can't see the show pool. Is that 330,000 or 33? 33, 33,000. Well, then I'm not going to bother with it, but if there was a, a minus show pool here, I'd go bet a couple of these horses to show for sure under these conditions. Well, let's see, what's the,
1: where's the show pool at? So he's got 23 of 33,000 bets to show on nah,
2: it currently. That there's not no a, point. That's not a show plunge. Well, yet. here they go lining up. He looks okay right now.
1: He looks okay right now. We're about to find out is Green Shoe the real deal. He looks, looking at the monitor again, Garnet. He looks he definitely looks okay um, at this point. But what will he do once the gate opens? That's
2: the real question. We'll see. We're going to find out soon because they're starting to pick up here.
1: All right. One to five on the favorite green shoe. Everybody's, excuse me, most people's picks to win the 2019 Hamiltonian 4-1 to one on the six. Don't let them. 11-1 on the three. Pilot discretion with eight. Marcel at 11-1. The starter picked them up, and the gate is rolling. For the ninth race, it's the second Hamiltonian. Elimination. Hamiltonian number 94. They're picking up speed. Here they go. And they're off and Green Shoe was rough gated behind the gate. He left the two Jerry, made a break, a nasty break there for Jerry, and Marcel, as expected, goes right to the top. So Marcel and Hokus Fanstead. Head to the lead. Forbidden Trade is going to take a pocket position in second. Green Shoe was a little bit rank early, but looks a lot better now as they race on to the uh, first uh, turn. On the outside, racing next is Don't Let Them into fourth. Fifth to the inside is Pilot Discretion as they race up the backstretch. Train of Honor is next and the back marker is Super Shizzle 27-3 for that first quarter split in Marcel and Oka Sponsted have the lead Forbidden Trade comes to the outside and Oka stepped on the gas and slammed the door shut on Forbidden Trade. Racing in third is a Green Shoe. Decision to make now for Yannick and don't let him as Marcel opens up to a two and a half length lead here. Green Shoe still looking a little bit rank as they race up the back stretch and it's Marcel who has the lead. Past the half 56 seconds flat. They slowed it down in the second panel and here comes the big horse green shoe with brian sears to the outside live cover for don't let him at the inside forbidden trade is gapping racing next is a pilot discretion from there is reign of honor and super shizzle is at the back green shoe heads around the far turn and now opens up by a length and three quarters over Marcel in the second on the outside. Don't let him his third. past three quarters. What? 23 and three. 27 and three. Green shoe turns first. Green shoe's on top with a length and three quarter lead. Marcel races in the second. Don't let him. Trying to charge on the outside. Then forbidden trade. Coming late is pilot discretion. But it is Green shoe under almost no urging. Brian Sears sitting very chilly in the bike. He still has a two length lead. And it's going to be a green shoe to take this elimination by two length in the end. Tight four place, I believe. Don't let him over Forbidden Trade in one fifty
2: and two. Well, Green Shoe got the job done, but he was probably a fraction of an inch from breaking when the gate pulled away.
1: I don't like him in the final.
2: I, you don't know, who like I, him in the final. you know, who I might like is Forbidden Trade because he was kind of looking for room there. He finished up good. He'll probably be a big price again. Man, I don't know. Like he was only really the last quarter he looked somewhat stable and, and, you know, trotting the way he should. But he looked, you know, moderately ranked for the whole mile, and I, I don't even know how Sears kept him flat at but, the start. I thought for sure he was going to run.
1: Well, we all saw the head, Bob, and yeah. we, we all thought for a quick second that maybe,
2: just maybe, that Green Shoe was going to make a break.
1: Let's pause 30 seconds to regroup for station identification. This is the Bet America Radio Network.
8: We're back at this edition
1: of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Ashley Mayu and Garnet Barnsdale and Garnett one to five on number five.
3: Um
1: one to five on the five. Green shoe, number one for number one forbidden trade was third. Six don't let him was second. And the eight Marcel was fourth. We'll have to wait to see who was fifth there. I didn't quite see it, did you?
2: I didn't see it. No, pretty formful. I mean, uh, those are the top four choices basically. I I, I guess the three was favored over the one. He didn't do much to their pilot discretion. I'm not sure if he was fifth or not. We'll have to see on the replay, but uh, Green Shoe looked very good coming to the wire. Maybe the last three sixteenths of the mile, but for the first, you know, five he he looked like he could run to me. All
1: right. Number five, Green Shoe is back in front of the stands here. A very jubilant Brian Sears, and no question to me about who he, has to, who he chooses in the final. No question.
2: Absolutely none. I think uh, he probably made his choice after the first elimination.
1: Well, we, we had talked to Marcus Melander. Everybody seemed to think that they were just going to kind of talk it over. Following
2: the two eliminations,
1: I don't think there's any question now.
2: No. I mean, if Sears doesn't want to drive Green Shoe, I'll go down there and do it.
1: <laughs> Listen, you might. Uh,
2: yeah, that'll, that'll boost his odds. Well, for sure it will.
1: You know it's going to. I mean, that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Uh, he'll be, instead of 1-9, uh, to he might be 3-9 to nine or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean?
2: 4-5 to five with me driving for sure.
1: So the official sign has not gone up just yet. Again, no official sign just yet, but 5-6-1-8 is your top four, 150 and 150-2. Two, two big miles by these couple of horses. It's really going to be interesting to see what happens in the final, darn it.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm not so sure. Green Manalishi couldn't beat him on the square. I've, I've, what have i seen from both yep. these miles.
1: All right, we are official now. Two
2: sixty, not a bad price on uh, Green
1: Shoe Garnet. I mean, you're getting sixty cents to the dollar. That's not bad. I all, would have been actually.
2: terrified at the start trying to get my thirty cents on the dollar.
1: Well, it's funny because we're oh, the odds have gone away. So one, we had one to five. So two sixty, not a bad price. Two ten, two ten. Number six. Don't let them at two eighty two sixty. Number one, forbidden trade three eighty six eighty for the of Thirty dollars sixty cents for the trifecta winning combination. All right, Ashley Mayu is down in the sea of humanity. There's CBS. She's got to listen. She's got to fight in house. She's got to fight CBS. There's a ton of people downstairs in the winner's circle.
2: She'll get there. She'll get there.
1: All right, the tenth race coming up next is the John Cashman Memorial. TVG, a free for all trot, a very nice field of ten going one mile here. And six pack, Marion Marauder take center stage. Fifty dollar bill, Cruzada de la Noche, Crystal Fashion, definitely, uh, definitely are going to be some interesting plays out of the John Casper Memorial. We'll have more on that when we come back. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and a Bet America. We'll be right. 82 Extension 55555
7: The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up. With large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey, there are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201-The Big M or visit Playmetalands.com.
13: Hey, racing fans, we all know the ride begins well before the starting game. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post-time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. and am the Kroppman Hunter one
12: Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Booten-Shane, Eddie Lowmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com at southernoakstraining.com
1: All right, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America Mike Carter, alongside of Garnett Barnesdale and Ashley Mayu. Tenth race is up next. Super effect in the last race pays five sixty-one. Garnett, let's move on to the tenth race. It is the John Cashman Memorial. There's actually a little bit of value in this race, and I'm uh, I'm ready to see what these 10 heavy hitters can do.
2: This is <clears throat> this is one of my strongest plays of the day, and I see the horse that I really like open up at 3-5. to five. I, don't, I don't see six-pack losing this race the way these races are going. If if Okie Sponstein can get him off the gate the same way Montrell got lather up to the front, I don't see this horse getting beat. But, uh, you know, he'd have to probably look for, for my – for me, I, I want to look for some value underneath. I want to try to beat Guardian Angel Oz – out of the exactor, and I might go to uh, maybe like $50 bill or Crystal Fashion or uh, maybe Euro bond. You know, I might take a couple horses underneath. But uh, for me, a Guardian Angel Oz has won five of seven stars, made 300000 terrific horse. But I don't think he's beat uh, anything close to what he faces here today. Uh, so my play is going to be to try to beat him out of the top two, if not the top three. I really think six six packs a solid play here. Obviously, I'm not going to bet him to win at four to five from the nine hole. Uh, I don't think there's any value in that. But for me, the value is going to be looking underneath, I think.
1: Number one, Marion Marauder, Garnett, took this race last year, and he's kind of been hit or miss this year. He hasn't won in three starts, only finished second um, in a condition event right here at the Meadowlands back on July 27th. What do you make of his chances?
2: Well, you know, if if they were using that last race as a prep, I think it was very good. Uh, Second to Manchego, he made a move to the front and was immediately overtaken by her on the backstretch. Finished second by three and 50 and four mile with a 27 final quarter. Um, Only his third start of the year. I think that was a really good race. Um, You know, if you like him, like you said, he he won this race last year. I'm pretty sure six pack was in it and you're getting 10 to one on him with his regular driver. He might, he could be worth a shot. I just don't know where he's going to start. The one horse is going to be tough here. I think there's going to be two or three horses that that blast off. Obviously, I, Guardian Angel Austin is probably right. going to beat them off the gate. Let me jump in real yep. quick. I'm
1: sorry, Ashley Mayu is with driver Brian Sears right now. Yeah,
2: we're going to actually
9: try to hop in the shuttle right now. Me and Brian Sears. Very impressive performance from Green Shoe. Take us through a little bit what was happening in the post parade.
12: You know, he's always been a little rank, and that's, that's, that's him. That kind of makes him what the, the horse that he is. Um, you know, he has little, he has quite a bit of speed, but, uh, you know, and part of it is because he's a little high strung, and uh, he just kind of got kind of, to kind of settle first.
9: How do you think he's going to come into the final now?
12: Um, you know, I'm staying positive and hoping that he uh, is even better in the final. You know, maybe that uh, two heats, maybe that will take the edge off him a little bit. Maybe his manners be a little better.
9: So it seems your decision has been made.
12: Um, you know, I'm definitely leaning towards towards him. I I tell you one thing, Jim can definitely get it done as well though.
9: All right, good luck, Brian. Thank you.
1: All right, thank you, Ashley. Ashley Mayu chasing him down and taking <laughs> she's in the bus on the way back. So uh thanks to Ashley Mayu for jumping in the shuttle. We appreciate that. And he's leaning towards Green Chew. He says Jim Pansy has a chance, but I I'm not so sure about that.
2: Well, you know, I think he's got to be fair to the owners, uh, Mike. He's, he's not going to say it's no chance. But, well,
1: uh, I, I'm not saying that at all either. I'm just no, saying, no. I,
2: I get that. You know. I, I'm just saying, like, you know, he's got to be a little bit politically correct. I, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to go to Green Shoe. But I'll tell you one thing. Um, he sounded a little bit doubtful to me um, about it. You know, she, he said, "I got to hope he's going to be better. I got to hope maybe this took the edge off." I don't know, man. I, I can't take one to five on this horse in this in the final of this race. If he looks, if he looks the same way on the track in the post parade and scoring down that he did in the elimination, I definitely will bet against him in the final.
1: All right, let's take a look at our television monitors now, Garnet, as they draw the Hamiltonian final. The will go as race number twelve. It is the one million dollar final. As they begin to draw, I believe, and I could be wrong about this, the winners get to draw one through five. Um, in the uh, In the draw here, so Green Manalishi and Green Shu get the draw, obviously first, and we 'll see Jeff Gotten pop up here. We are fifteen minutes away from the tenth race. We see Mickey Peterson and Peter Koch drawing this field. Pilot discretion number two Post five for Marseille. Forbidden trade, post number six. Post number three, don't let them, don't let them, post three. Post number nine is up next. Ostrich. Post number nine, Ostrich. Cantab Fashion with post number eight. Jimpanzee will have to come from post number seven again, Garnet. See what happens there? Post number one. Excuse me. I was wrong on post number pilot discretion. Pilot discretion post one. Green shoe post two. Don't let him post three. Green Manalishi post number four. Post five for Marseille. Six is forbidden trade. Seven, Gympanzee. Eight, Cantab Fashion. Nine, Ostrich. And the ten, Soul Strong. Garnet, are you... uh? Surprised, what, what, or not surprised, I guess surprised isn't really the word. Are, are you taken back by anything here, or do you think this is, uh, you know, could be Green Shoes race to win or lose?
2: I don't know. I, I, I might take uh, Green Manalishi again if I can get four or five to one on him. I don't know if I will now. Um, don't let him, Drew Well. Where did the Toronto horse draw
1: uh, forbidden trade, post six.
2: That's not bad either. Um,
1: Jim Z is going to have to come from post seven. That's a little bit leery for me, I think, you know, especially after what we saw in the first elimination.
2: Let's see let's see who they get on him as a driver. I, I'm pretty sure Sears is going to go with Green shoot. Maybe he gets a more aggressive steer. He'll probably need a more aggressive steer in this race. And then uh, you've got Marseille from the five hole, so you know he's probably going to go. This is going to be interesting. There's going to be a couple horses maybe firing out of there for the front in the final here.
1: All right, our girl Jessica is standing by. This is her first Hamiltonian working for the Meadowlands, but uh, she's been she's been around this game a little bit. Uh, Jessica, how how are you how are you doing working your first uh, hambo?
9: I'm really enjoying it. There's a lot of uh, prep that goes into it, and um, it's been a a long couple of weeks, but it's nice to see it all pay out, all of our hard work go into it, and it's been a good day so far.
1: The track has been lightning fast thus far. We've seen both eliminations. Who impressed you the most?
9: I'm gonna have to go with Green Manalishi. Kind of uh, took me by surprise there. I really thought um was gonna do a little better in there. He just came up a little flat. Um, aside from both eliminations, I taking anything away from Green Shoe or Green Manalishi. How about Lather Up?
1: Lather Up was really impressive. 46 and three, and then 59 and two. Big big effort.
9: Yeah, for sure. He's just amazing. I really think he's really come around. He's put it all together. He's got the speed, and he, he obviously likes this big track. Another one to touch base on who I picked live on our show was um, Saldrin Canover. I was really impressed with her today, and I thought she was very good.
1: Listen, you're picking winners all over the place. I see your name all over Twitter, picking winners. You're in good shape.
9: Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's closing weekend. you got to end on a
1: bang, right? All right. Well, uh, thanks so much, Jessica, and uh, we'll see you in a little bit. All right, Garnet. Uh race number 10 let's talk about the cashman a little bit i'm going to hand it over to you man
2: yeah like i said i mean listen he's starting to he's starting to float up a little bit i really like six pack here i think he controls this race from the outset um he he didn't bounce last in his last start from the hembo maturity don't think he bounced into was a tough trip from the second tier he got in all kinds of traffic um you know he still managed to finish third his race before that was one of the best races i've seen all year when uh you know, he, he was forced to drive on from the nine hole, didn't make the front till past the 54 and one half, and still uh, was right there, only nipped by Atlanta in the final stride. So for me, this race goes through six-pack. I don't like betting horses to win at even money. So I'm going to try uh, a different approach, try to beat Guardian Angel ass out of the exactor, as, as I said earlier. I'm probably going to use, um, you know, a couple longer ones in here, maybe Eurobond, $50 bill. um maybe even, you know, crystal fashion, probably go nine with the four five seven for the exactor, try and get a little bit of value there because I don't think a nine, two is going to pay much um, there. You know, there are, there are other options. I don't think six packs a lock by any stretch of the imagination, but I think he's a very uh, strong favorite in this case.
1: All right. We are 10 minutes away from the 10th race. It's the John Cashman Memorial. We're going to take a, a quick timeout. When we come back, we've got more for Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented
0: by the United States Training Association.
12: Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the Mobility Aid application or contact Jeff at Pacing for the Cure. Org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike?
1: Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun in wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers.
7: The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up. With large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey, there are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 7.15. For more information and reservations, call 201, the big M, or visit Playmetaland.com.
1: All right, we're back with this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Product Association at Bet America by Carter. Alongside of Ashley Mayu and Garnet Barnsdale, Ashley joining me at the broadcast table now as we take a look at the 10th race. It is the John Cashman Memorial Currently at even money, number nine six pack. But actually, if I know you, like I think I do, you've probably got a price play somewhere.
9: Yeah, when I looked at this race, I ended up going to the seven in here. That is Crystal Fashion. You know, raced in that mile and a sixteen mile and a, excuse me, last time and did win that. Um, you know, beat Atlanta that day, obviously, be at a distance. But I just thought this horse would offer value, and I see that I do like that the horse is taking some play, twelve to one morning line down to seven to one. So I'm not the only one on this horse.
1: Number one, Marion Marauder won this race last year, and seven to one is not bad a value on the one Marion Marauder. The question is, is though, is this horse back to stakes caliber uh, contention?
9: If I were playing tickets, and I probably will, I would use this horse. I mean, this was a Hambo winner at one time, right? So, I'm not sure off the most recent it fifth stakes caliber, but the backlash angle is so huge. You know, did race in the Breeders' Crown last year and got to the final. Um, it's just recently this year has not been super impressive. Three starts. It only hit the board once, which was a runner-up finish last time out.
1: Let's talk about the 9-6 pack for just a minute. Ocas Fonson said trains and drives, was third in the Hamiltonian maturity, just did not get the best trip from post number 11. Post number 9 isn't really that much of a post improvement here because post 9 is obviously on the outside. Post 11 was from the second tier. Do you think he could improve off that effort or not?
9: So and like you said you know nine post position isn't good but we've seen today and yesterday it's you know been faring decent I mean they're not winning a bunch of races they're getting a piece of it and I do think the 11 you know the spot was way too difficult but you know did make up ground in there does like this track from the record at, you know two wins from seven stars I would definitely use this on my tickets I just think six to five might be a little low
1: seven crystal fashion was actually my Hamiltonian pick last year and it's funny because we can We sat up here, and I told Garnet and Mike, I said, I love this horse because the horse is going to be, you know, a nice price, whatever. Then he comes out here and beats Atlanta in the elimination, and uh, Wolfgang and sponsored horse Six Pack don't make the final, and he goes off at like three to one. I was furious about my price. I didn't bet him when he went off at twenty three to one. I think I might have to take a swing here at seven to one.
9: Yeah, I, I definitely think, like I said, the value is there. I, I think six to five is too low, in my personal opinion, on six pack. I'm going to play exotics here. So I would definitely think that, you know, Marion Marauder at this level, that's a question, but I don't think he can toss. And it has drifted up from the seven to two morning line to seven to one. But then let's talk about the two a little bit, Guardian Angel as. What, what right. do you think of this one?
1: You know, it, it's funny you asked that. You know, he won the Cleveland Trotting Classic. Then he came back at a condition event the night before the Middlelands pace. And just wasn't very good at all. I I tossed him completely in the spirit of Massachusetts. And then he raced extremely, extremely well. So I think that the condition of it was probably a little bit of a fluke.
9: Consistency seems a bit of an issue. I mean, five wins from seven starts this year. When this horse is good, he's very good. But when he's not, he's not even getting a minor piece. So I'm curious to see how this one will do today. I actually would use this one on top. Probably would use the two and the nine because I do think he's vulnerable. But as well, I said my price play is going to be the seven now it's six to one.
1: You know, the two Guardian Angel
9: AS is taking a little bit of money at uh,
1: at three to one. currently. Okay, if I can get my word straight here. Taking a little bit of money at, currently at three to one. Right around what uh, Dave Brower thought that the two was going to be. His top selection, though, is Marion Marauder. What, he also likes the three Trolley. What do you make of Trolley here?
9: I did not use this horse at all. I mean, if you look two back, that wasn't impressive performance. Second, beaten by two, and just kind of got a stalking trip in there. You know, the horses are us see, 42 times, 17 wins. I just think the class here is going to be tougher for this one.
1: Let's talk about the six. Cruzado de la Noche for trainer Marcus Melander
9: was a winner of the
1: Yonkers International Trot last year. And after finishing sixth in the Breeders' Crown after being parked a mile, just hasn't been the same horse. What do you make of Cruzada de
0: la Noche here?
9: Like you said, I mean, when the invitational was 30 to 1 that day, and since then has picked up just, you know, it looks like just the one win at the beginning of May. I think this horse does not like this track as much as other tracks, and that's why I think a vulnerable spot, I'm not going to use this horse.
1: All right. Number eight, tight lines is going to be a tough pick as well. So too is the 10 Southwind Chrome. We are four minutes away from the 10th race, which is actually 12 minutes if you look out here on the uh, on the infield board, I believe that says 12. And uh, we get ready to kick off a pick four in the 11th race. Have you taken a look at the pick four at all?
9: I did not too, you know, I didn't really get into it too much, not knowing what was going to happen into the final. I wanted to wait on that. When I did look at the first leg, though, in race 11, I ended up just thinking this was a two horse race between the two and the four. Price wise, I thought Evident Beauty would offer a bit more value.
1: You know, it's funny because I was watching some of these, uh, some of the eliminations, and Evident Beauty really fought on strongly in the stretch. But when Doves Cry, I mean, Look at this effort, twenty six and four was parked out for the first quarter and still managed to draw off the win by three lengths in, uh, with a twenty seven and one final quarter. I mean that it's going to be hard to beat if she uh, repeats that effort today.
9: Yeah, that final panel twenty seven and one was very impressive. Five to two morning line. I would think you'd have to use this one as well, but I do think Millie's possession is going to take a lot of play because it was very game last time out. Just letting by now.
1: All right, the twelfth race is the Hambletonian final, a purse of one million dollars. We've seen both eliminations. Here is the draw for the final. I want to make sure that I got the fifth place horse in both of them correctly because you know we don't want to you know we don't want to make a mistake here. Let's see, fifth place was okay. Where is it at? Fifth place, pilot discretion, pilot discretion.
9: So. That's the field before it. What, who do you like, and uh, what do you think
1: could happen in the final?
9: Well, let's talk about what I don't like. I think Green Shoe gets the top draw on here. I think Green Shoe
1: would be. He's me. I told Garnet, as soon as the race was over, I don't know if you heard me. I said, I don't like it in the final.
9: I wouldn't go against him. I don't think he's going to be a lock. And now looking at the position, I can't single him on top. I would use him on my ticket. I just don't think he's going to stick around.
1: All right. Well, I like I like you taking it. Listen, look at you taking a stand. I like it. 13th race is the Dr. John Steele Memorial. It is the PBG, a free for all for Mayers. Handelmore, Hanover, 3-1 on the morning line. It's 1-2 straight. Emoticon, Hanover, though. I see your neck in the woods. You're not Canadian, though, like Gardner is down there at the end. But technically, your neck in the woods uh, is coming off of a win in a qualifier for finishing second against Preferred Company. Who'd you go with here?
9: I used Emoticon Hanover just Thought, thinking I should say that this one could bounce back I was a little disappointed when we were there for the Ambro flight I just you know failed as a favorite I thought was going to get the perfect trip and definitely didn't so I'm thinking today you know this track has been very strong here and I think this could be a big improvement for her.
1: Number one Manchego in that race for trainer Nancy Johansson was sick, parked to the opening quarter decided to go to the front and threw off to win easily against Maria Morata what do you make of her chances here?
9: I think I'm, you know this would be another one I would use, especially if you look at the, the record here at this track, six wins from ten starts, and that big time of one fifty flat, very impressive. Like you said last time out with Dexter Dunn in the sulky, drawing off. I was am kind of curious to see how Marion Marauder fares today before I make a decision on this race.
1: All right, let's take a look at the field for the tenth race, Ashley. It is the John Cashman Memorial TPG Free for All Trot, first two hundred eighty thousand dollars. Let's take a look at the field. Number one is a Hamiltonian winner, and he won this race last year. Marion Marauder is owned by Marion Wellwood and Devin Keeling. Paula Wellwood trained. Scott Zeron drives. Has, has struggled some in 2019, but he's back to the races today,
9: hoping for a victory in the John Cashman Memorial. Number two is Guardian Angel A. As comes off a win recently in a time of 151 and three has not fared well over this track only one win from seven starts
1: number three is trolley owned by anderson willinger and matthias Irv miller trains marcus miller does the driving the six-year-old brown horse by campbelltonian winner donato Hanover, coming off a 6th place effort has broken twice to me broke twice in his last two starts that is a little bit of a concern against this group currently sitting at 30 to one
9: Number four, Eurobound owner Lindy Farms and Robert Rudolph, trained by Julie Miller, will be driven by Andy Miller. Comes off an impressive win in 150 and one here on July 26th. And, you know, does look to have a shot in here at 8 to 1, maybe in the Exotics.
1: Breeders' Crown Champion $550 bill, owned by uh, John Barnard Patricia Adams trains. Corey Callahan is in the bike. This is another one who has struggled over the past few starts. Did not take a week off. It's going to be a tough struggle for the five fifty dollar bill if he doesn't get his act together.
9: Number six Cruzada de la Noche. This is leased by Courant Incorporated, trained by Marcus Melander, and driven by Brian Fears. Hasn't been the same horse this year so far. Was very impressive late in the season in 2018, winning the Invitational, just by ahead at thirty to one. But we're not sure this one is up to the same level. And by the looks of the tote board, excuse me, I don't think the betting public know differs from that opinion.
1: Number 7 is a horse we both fancy is Crystal Fashion is owned by Fashion Farms LLC, Jim Campbell who trained, David Miller does the driving. People questioned what Crystal Fashion could do against older horses and boy did he show that it would be no issue for him in the Hamiltonian maturity. I think he's got a big chance here going one mile.
9: Number 8 tight lines, owner Jeff Gregory, Jesmeral Stables and William Richardson, trained by Jeff Gregory and driven by Jeff Gregory. Taking a big step up in class today and is currently on the tote at 75 to 1.
1: All right. Number 9 is 6-Pack, owned by Oka Sponson, Little E, LLC, Stall Kalmar and Elbury. Oka Sponson trains and drives. Number 9, 6-Pack. Six 6-Pack six added Lasix for a couple of starts, Ashley. Then came off of Lasix for the Hamiltonian maturity because you're not allowed to use Lasix. Goes back on Lasix here today six-pack definitely has a shot, but I'm not taking 7-5. to five.
9: Finally, wrapping up the field is number 10, Southwind Chrome. Owned by Polack Racing, Jeffrey Kulifer also trains this one. Driven by Andrew McCarthy. Comes off the second-place finish in a time of one fifty and 1, but only one win from nine starts this year, and we'll have to step it up a bit.
1: All right, we are about five minutes away from the 10th race. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we've got post-time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Product Association at America.
7: The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up. With large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey, there are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 7.15. For more information and reservations, call 201, the Big M, or visit playmeadowlands.com.
6: They're off and facing at the Dan Patch Stakes. They come to three quarters and one twenty two and four. Lazarus.
4: Lazarus came forth to win the twenty fifth running of the Dan Patch Stakes. Celebrating Indiana's richest harness race, the twenty sixth edition of the three hundred thousand dollar Dan Patch Stakes on Friday, August 9th at Harris Hoosier Park Racing
13: and Casino. Watch it live on Wish TV at nine p.m. From the edge of your seat, start the white knuckle finishes horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other one that the pennsylvania horse racing association intends to preserve in the keystone state for years and years to come from our breeders to track operators to you the fan phra is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore learn more about the phra's mission at penhorseracing.com. brought to you by the pennsylvania horse racing association
8: all
1: right, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike, and Mike presented by the USTA and uh, Bad America, Mike Carter, alongside of uh, Garnett Parnsdale, Ashton Mayhew. Garnet, we're looking at the uh, 10th race. It is the John Cash Memorial. Any final thoughts yet?
2: Uh, you know, my final thoughts are I think there's some value, looking for value underneath uh, six-pack. I, I use the four, five, and seven in the exactor. I'm hoping to get a flying $50 bill, maybe up in the middle of the track to get second, but uh, Guardian Angel Oss is uh, taking some money at 5-2 to two here. You know he's going to be forwardly placed. I'm a little bit surprised Cruzado de la Noche is only 6-1. to one. Um, I don't know if people can continuously bet this horse off the big win at Yonkers in the international trot, but um, I think even his trainer Marcus Melander has indicated he thinks his horse needs more uh, more distance, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure about Cruzado. I'm not sold on Cruzado de la Noche and One thing about Brower uh, doing the morning line is he is spot on here with the 92. Now, granted, he hasn't been racing all that great.
2: Sorry, he's 11 to 1. I made a mistake. It's the crystal fashion that's 6 to 1, which makes more sense. But
1: Still, even then, you know, he he puts it in the book at 92 because he knows people normally bet Cruzada De La Nota. That is what a morning line is, not whether or not
0: he can win.
2: No, the morning line is supposed to be a prediction of what you think the final odds are. People don't really understand that. They get offended when they see certain prices, but, um, you know, there's no exact science to it, but Dave does probably a better job than most, if not the best job. All right, let's
1: see here. We've got 6-5 to on six-pack, 5-2 to on the two, Guardian Angel AS. What
2: do you make of Trolley here? Trolley's on the board at 41-1. to He was really good here uh, earlier in the meet. As you can see, he's got like six wins in four seconds, but you only see one of those wins on his card here. Um, He could potentially sit a trip and, you know, reemerge. If you look at his race, two starts back against Rich and Miserable and the Mr. Muscle Man. That's kind of how it went. He left second, sat the trip, took a little bit of a shuffle to fourth and came back on again for second. I wish I looked at him a little bit earlier because I might have used him for second for a couple dollars, you know, at 43 to 1. Wow. All right. Let's see. Yeah.
1: I'm going to put the money into my account and see if we can't make a little bit of money, man.
2: That's what it's about, man. That's what we're here for. I'm having a pretty good day so far. I think I uh, quadrupled the money that you gave me earlier in the day. Well,
1: listen, I need some of that money back, man.
2: I need some money back. You're going to have to fight me for it.
1: Yeah, listen, I might have to fight Nick for it. Speaking of Nick, let's talk a little bit about the Clyde Hurt Workshop. you yeah. got, gotten to watch him work over uh, the last couple of days. I know you have to be super impressed by him.
2: Yeah, I'm not only am I super impressed by him, I'm very impressed by um, his fellow attendees because I would think all of them had never seen a harness race before. Obviously, Nick tags along with me. He knows what harness racing is, right? So the Clyde Hurt is kind of supposed to be to bring in journalism students who know nothing about the sport. So, um, and, and they caught on so quick and I, you know, I helped, I was here Wednesday night helping edit their advanced stories. Um, And, you know, they caught on very quickly. They're all very smart and they seem to be enjoying themselves. And you know what? They're just doing so many things. They went to Yonkers the other night. They got a ride in the starting car. I saw them all in the winner's circle after a race. Um, They got to come here and, and and drive a harness bread once around the track uh, to kind of get a feel for how, you know, things happen in a race and, they're just having the times of their lives, these kids. And I think, um, you know, from what I've read, they're, they're doing some excellent work uh, promoting the sport and, and getting some stories out there in different publications. And uh, my son, Nicholas, is, is working for DRF Harness, as I typically do. He's putting some, you know, he wrote an excellent advance. I got a lot of good compliments from from people last night at the uh, at the casino. It came up to me to tell me what a great job he did. So that makes me very proud as a father, obviously.
1: Now, obviously he is a journalism major if I'm correct on that and he's getting ready to he's what a sophomore he's University? going into
2: his sophomore year he got honors uh, in his in his first year which um, you know was impressive but not surprising he's a smart kid
1: well he's done he's done a lot of great work for us as well and uh, you know he he is going on to do some uh, some pretty amazing things I mean just even if it's not in the sport of, part of training,
2: the kid can write yeah he's a I, you know I, I have no problem admitting or, or, or saying that hes I believe he's a better writer than I am. whoa, um, whoa can,
1: can, can you say that again or I feel your head to make sure you're not feeling so great?
2: I'm no kidding man. I've seen some of the stuff he writes that has nothing to do with sports or harness racing and he's a very very talented writer. I could see him being a, a, you know a novel writer someday.
1: All right they are going to the gate for the uh, TVG a free-for-all trot. It is the John Cashman Memorial. Here at the Meadowlands, sponsored by Muscle Hill Syndicate, Southwood Farms, and Jerry and Teresa Silva. Six to five on number nine, six pack here as they line up behind the starting gate and get ready for the start. They're picking up speed for the 10th race. It's the $280,000 John Cash Memorial here at the Meadowlands. Here they come. Rough gated behind the gate, the two Guardian Angel A.S. Now, Guardian Angel A.S. back on the gate. Trolley a little bit rough gated as well. Here they come. They're off at the John Casper Memorial, and Crystal Fashion gets the first call from in between. Horses' trolley flashes early speed, so too does Eurobond as they race on to the first turn, and Eurobond is trying to go to the lead, but Crystal Fashion slams the door shut, and Crystal Fashion takes over the top spot, leading by a length and a quarter. Racing in the pocket is Eurobond in the second, trying to get to the outside now. Here comes a 6 back, and Ocas Fonsted wants the lead. Guardian Angel AS passed that quarter in 26-3, and three is going to be a fourth up the back stretch as they continue now. And on the lead is six-pack. Six-pack leading by a length and a half. In the pocket, Crystal Fashion travels well from in second. You're a bond. Tracks from in third, about four lengths off the lead. Then at the inside is Guardian Angel AS as they race over to the half-mile station now. Then at the inside next is Callahan in the $50 bill. The half was up in a well-rated 55 seconds flat. Here comes Guardian Angel A.S. And Guardian Angel A.S. strides up on the outside now for uh, T-Trick. He's third now, second, and coming to the leader's six-pack. Six-pack still on top. Ocas Fonset is yet to make a move there. Crystal Fashion continuing to travel well. A beautiful uh, journey from in a third. Outside, $50 bill is fourth. Fifth towards the inside is Yura Bond. Outside is Marion Marauder. Then we come back to Trolley, 123-1 for three quarters. They turn for home and it's six pack six pack turns with the lead guardian angel as on the outside begging for some racing room is crystal fashion who now found some room and here it comes crystal fashion on the outside crystal fashion try to get the guardian angel as and six pack and it is guardian angel as on the outside the buckeye what a drive he found a way off the rail in 150 flat the question is did he have clearance i wasn't watching
2: I think he did. Um Crystal Fashion was the yeah, winner. Crystal by the Fashion. Way. Did I say that? No, you said you, you didn't mention his name, you only said the Buckeye. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. don't
1: scare me like that, man. I thought for sure I called the horse wrong.
2: You didn't call it wrong.
1: Hey, eight, I, I got ten to
2: win on him. Eight too. to one was a nice price one, on, man. on Crystal Fashion there. Um
1: And I got the super I got it all, man.
2: Very excellent, excellent. You know, I, I will admit this, I was dead wrong on about Guardian Angel loss. He he raced a monster trip to be narrowly defeated um you know we don't get them all right uh but uh crystal fashion was a great price there at eight to one he was the, you know he was very good value i think uh, as it turns out anyway
1: what what a race that wound up being garnet uh you know i didn't think for a second crystal fashion was going to get out how about the move by david miller and dave miller you you definitely
2: want him on your horse anytime he's around that's for sure yeah, well, you know, he got the he got the best trip, no doubt about it. But he put his horse in position. He left. He got the front early. You got to be up near the front to win. He knows that. There, and then he sat in behind a destructive duel there.
1: There is going to be an inquiry. There early. is going to be an inquiry into the running of the tenth race. Uh, the judges have yet to put up the have yet to put up the numbers on the screen. Seven two nine four. 7294. Judge is going to look at an inquiry here.
2: What did you see? I didn't see anything. Well,
1: when he came to the outside, the question was did he have clearance? That was my only question. Who was beside
2: him that he might have interfered with? I didn't really notice I, anything, I, but it's hard because, you know, we're watching kind of TV screens in the sun here, and the track's a little bit blocked, so I've been, hopefully hopefully for your guys on the one. Judge is
1: looking. It's against the one Mary Marauder. Yeah,
2: so. I, Mike, I didn't see any okay, clearance well, okay, issues. No, that, that, well, when when he come
1: came back and then flipped to the outside, I you know you always have to be careful. Obviously.
2: Yeah, sure. It wasn't a what the hill situation though. No, not for
1: sure. So seven, two, nine, and four. Seven, two, nine, 4. I got the super. I got a win ticket. That's not, not, not bad. That's not bad. You win know, ticket I, is very win good. Win
2: ticket's gonna be good. I tend to win. Did, and how many horses did you have for fourth? Uh, you, I went all. You got the worst one for fourth. Yeah, I, it I know. That. It's yeah. you know, but
1: but listen, I, I played a twelve dollar ticket. It probably may not pay that much. You sure know. will with
2: the with an eighth of one shot on top. I think it will. So.
1: All right, well, let's pause 30 seconds for station identification. We're going to go cash a few tickets while we're standing here. Right, Garnet?
2: That's it, man. Uh, we'll be cashing all
1: day. All right. Let's rare rare day for us. Pause 30 <laughs> seconds for station ID. It's the Bet America Radio Network. We're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Ben America, Mike Carter, alongside of Garnett Barnesdale and Ashley Mayhew. And I know one person who's cashing this ticket. She loved Crystal Fashion. She's all over this
2: for sure. You guys all did. My son came up and tapped me on the back and showed me a win ticket. You guys all love the Crystal Fashion.
1: What happened to you, man? You know, no like Crystal Fashion? I
2: got that one wrong. That wow. Happened. Whoa. Did you just say that? I got that one wrong.
1: Hey, I- uh, $200 try
2: here. Not bad. So this super, you gotta get you gotta get more than twelve bucks back. The super is gonna pay three hundred for a buck or four hundred. That would be I can't you know That's I can't good. believe that. That's not bad, not bad at all. A try with two chocks underneath. Well, let's see. What? I got one
1: hundred and fifty bucks, so it's fifty. It's got to be five hundred,
2: probably. So what? we'll see, we'll see here because the. How did you bet that seven with how? Uh, I
1: bet it one two seven with one two seven nine one two seven nine with all.
2: Oh wow, so not bad, right? The not bad. one one was ninety to one. Oh no, this is the next race coming up. Yeah, I, well, yeah. The one horse was uh, Marion Marauder. Yeah, that's a pretty good ticket. Not bad at all. Dime Super
1: returns fifty-five, sixty-four.
2: I'll take wow. that. Take that all day. Very Especially good. I didn't think it would anything close to that. Very good. And I, they were the top four betting choices. Just you know, with the with the high, one of the higher ones and, on top.
1: And here's the thing: I'm a little surprised because the seven Crystal Fashion proved himself against older horses in his last start. Yeah,
2: he was very good in that race. Uh, like I said, eight to one was uh, for sure a, a good price. As it turns out. Uh, all right. The eleventh race
1: is coming up next. We are thirteen minutes away from the eleventh race. And the eleventh race, Garnet, is something that you thoroughly enjoy. It's the super high five, mandatory payout. Yes,
2: I hit the first one. I gotta so try that again. I'm gonna have to leave the leave the air and go bet another one it's here. The
1: Hamble Tony and Oaks going for five hundred thousand dollars. And the question here is do they beat the five when doves cry?
2: Well, I mean, uh, my question might be, do they beat the two? Who's unbeaten? Yeah. Millie's possession. This this shapes up to be a great race. I mean, Evident Beauty's obviously capable. Uh, Miller, she, she only lost by a nose to Millie's possession last time. And, you know, Miller might be able to get this horse a similar trip that he just got for uh, Crystal Fashion. So, man, this is going to be interesting. You know, Allard's going to be very aggressive with When Doves Cry. Um, wow.
8: Okay,
1: There's now, a
2: number of different ways you can go here.
1: So, so an interesting development in this race is the three mm-hmm. Sonic Grace Was fifth in the elimination, but Yannick has won this race five years in a row. Do you think that streak ends today?
2: I would think so. One thing I wanted to point out, Mike, the Meelander horses just went by, uh, uh, warming up for the Hamiltonian okay. final yep. with Green Shoe in front. Be interesting to kind of take a look at him going around the track here to see what he looks like because... If he comes out rank again, I'm definitely going to bet against him in the final.
1: Yeah, I think he's worth a bet against. I mean, you know, I wasn't overly impressed with him. A- and like you said, uh, Brian Sears did not seem that confident that he would be r- not ready for the final, but that he wouldn't be ranked
8: again.
2: He sounded a little bit nervous to me. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't, you know, you take that for what it's worth, but he didn't, uh, he sounded a bit nervous. He said, you know, the horse had some issues in that race. He overcame them, but. I want to see how he warms up here. They're going pretty slow on the backside. They're all kind of just, they're going to, I think the plan here is to not have any of these horses pass him maybe because he's in front and the other two are not going anywhere, maybe to build his confidence up a little bit for the final. But uh, right now he looks fine. He looks better than he did during the race, I think.
1: Right. He is on the backstretch right now with the other two, Marcus Melander trainees, Ashley is downstairs. She's going to try to get with trainer Jim Campbell as David Miller had to take off. He's got a drive here in the 11th race. David Miller does on the four Evident Beauty, who has a pretty big chance to win this race, was closing pretty gamely at uh, 26-3 and three final quarter. Evident Beauty has a big chance here.
2: I think so. Uh, you know, Like I said, he may get her uh, he to the trip again. 26-3 and three final quarter for three-year-old Trotting Phillies. That's moving, and she's done it three times in her last four starts, and uh, four times in her last six starts. And the other two final quarters were 27. So you know she's going to be coming. And the question is going to be, are they slowing down enough for her to get there? But, man, at 9-2, she looks pretty juicy to me right now.
1: What do you make of the Blake McIntosh training, number six, sweet chapter? Obviously, Blake is, a, uh, is the Canadian counterpart, so to speak. What yeah. do you make of his horse here?
2: 99-1, to one, I mean, she squeaked into the final. And maybe a horse to put on the bottom of the high five, that would be about it for me. And here comes the Melander Trio. That's Green Shoe on the outside he's the two right yep he's uh he's getting to the wire first he still looks a little bit hot doesn't he
1: yeah a little bit he's high stepping
0: some yeah. which you know
2: it, it, i'm a little concerned about him here me too i want to see you know i want to see how he looks in the final if he for me there's only two ways to go you are either going to bet against him or i'm going to skip the race? One uh, or the other.
1: All right. Ashley Mayhew is downstairs. She's with winning trainer Jim Campbell as Jim Campbell and Ashley I, I, are, I, 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 are on the run. Look at that. They're on the run here, headed to the uh, head the bike. Let's see.
9: We're hey guys. Send it downstairs
1: to Ashley. Mayer. Go ahead, Ashley.
9: Hey, guys. Right now I'm joined with trainer of Crystal Fashion, Jim Campbell. Very impressive performance today as a four year old. How are you feeling with the trip? Was eager early and then kind of backed off a bit and rallied on the outside in the stretch?
1: Well, I
6: was happy early um, because Six Pack is such a good horse, and I knew he would he would carry us. And, uh, um, you know, the way the racing's been going today, you got to be somewhere up near the front end. And, you know, Dave had to use him early to get that spot. But, you know, then he got a breather, and that's the way he likes to – he swells up when he's got a horse in front of him and one on the outside of him. And, you know, it happened. It's just one of those days where it worked in our favor.
9: Very impressive. As a three-year-old, he's even third in the Breeders' Count in the final. I do you think the four-year-old season's coming out? It seems like it's on the up and up.
6: Well, yeah. He's, um, he's won his last two races, and this, this race here was his first step up against all age. We've kept him just with four-year-olds up until now. Um, but, you know, from here on in, he's going to have to race against all aged, and, you know, he showed today that he can go with them, and uh, hopefully, you know, he can stay competitive the rest of the year with them.
9: Congrats on the huge win, Jim.
6: Great. Thank you very
1: much. All right. Thanks, Ashley Mayhew, for grabbing that. We're going to forego the commercial break. They are on the racetrack already. Eight minutes to post here, Garnet, and we are on the racetrack. It's going to be about 15 minutes before we go off. Here's the field. Number one, Southwind Casho was second in the Hamiltonian Oaks elimination. Fifty to one here. Granted, she's facing a really good field, but the inside draw and speed might help her.
2: I don't think you can leave this one off your super high five ticket. I I, I would if there was a you know, if I could get two to one to say she's gonna be in the top five, I'd take it. The two Millie's possession, you're getting two to one on an unbeaten Philly right now. Nice. Here. I like eight it. Eight for eight, owned by Fashion Farms LLC, trained by Jim Campbell, who just won with Crystal Fashion driven by dexter dunn who takes a back seat to no one as we've seen very aggressive driver man two to one on an unbeaten philly this is a little surprising to me
1: number three sonnet grace currently sitting at 23 to one for trainer ron burke serial philly by muscle massive is driven by yannick jingra who has won five editions of the hamiltonian oaks in a row is one for seven in 2019 it's gonna be tough for her here number
2: four evident beauty trained by nifty norman for mel hartman uh, Mel Hartman, CA Little, and R-A-W Equine driven by Dave Miller. This might be the one that gets the trip. You know, as you look more and more, she's got four final quarters in 26-3, and three, the other two in 27, her last six starts. That's really impressive to me for a horse that you're getting four to one on.
1: All right. Number five is when Doves Cry. How impressive was when Doves Cry for trainer Renee Allard? Simon Allard gets the drive here through Philly by Muscle Hill. has been racing extremely well this year. And through the year last year. It'd be interesting to see what happened. She was second in the Breeders' Crowd to Woodside Charm, who is not here this afternoon.
2: The sixth sweet chapter, Hut Racing, Blake McIntosh, Morgan's Boy Stable, trained by Blake, driven by Matt Kikaley, uh fifth in the elimination, kinda squeaked in. She, you know, she could uh, she could be one at ninety-nine to one that creeps into the, the high five and makes it pay. I think that's the best they could hope for, really.
1: How about a disappointment over the last couple of starts for the seven? Asiago. Tim Tietrich picks up the drive for trainer, Per Engblom. And Garnet, one thing about Asiago is she has a good amount of speed, but she's been real ranked the last couple of starts.
2: Yeah, and I think she was a little bit out of position in her elimination, but you see she fired home in 26-2 and two and was passing horses even as the pace picked up. That's one of my favorite angles. I use that a lot in my DRF uh, handicapping. Uh, a quarter in 27-1, and 27 one, you're obviously racing wide, and you're passing other horses. I think uh, this one's got a shot, and you're looking at 14-1 here. Right with the 8. The 8 is uh, Queen of Trixes. Queen of Trixes is owned by Matza Racing Stable, trained by Lucas Wallen. Driven by Orhan Kielström, I may or may not be saying that correct. Third in the uh, her elimination, she fired home in twenty six and two. Looked like she had an inside trip most of the way. Um, this one, you know, from the eight hole, I'm not sure what kind of a trip she can get. But guess what? She's only seven to one. Somebody likes her.
1: All right, number nine. The wind is blowing our sheets everywhere, man. Mike
2: Bulls is just <laughs> favors Philly. Number nine,
1: Deo. Princess Deo is owned by Deo Valente Farms, Patone, and Federa. Lucas, while in the uh, trains, Andrew McCarthy gets the drive. This is Mike Bozich's uh, horse that he loves so much, and I, I hope he's listening back home. For those who don't know, uh, Mike, uh, had, he was almost here this morning and had to take, take off back, uh, so we don't want to go too deep into what's going on, right. but uh, some, family, some, some medical family issues and our thoughts and prayers are with him, but how awesome would it be to see Princess Dea win for that, those guys?
2: It would be, and I just want to throw my own two cents in and say, uh, you know, all the best, Mike. We obviously miss you, and, uh, you know, uh, we're going to even miss you later on when we're winning the spring home because <laughs> that's, that's tradition. So on all counts, we miss you, and uh, hope everything's okay, buddy.
1: All right. Number 10, Miss Trixton, is owned by order by stable Marcus Melander, a big presence here in the Hamiltonian Oaks as well. Brian Sears picks up the drive. Was fourth, only missed four lengths. Got the perfect trip in that race, though Garnet. And I wasn't overly impressed with how uh, she closed.
2: It's going to be tough from the ten hole. You saw, you see, three races back in the Reynolds. She had the ten hole. She started tenth, you know, crept into sixth. I mean, this is, this is one that's going to be on my ticket in the high five in the all position for fifth. I, I don't think she could do much better than that.
1: All right, the eleventh race is the 2019. Hambletonian Oaks. It's the 94th edition for three year old Philly Trotters. We are going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have the 94th edition
12: of the Hambletonian Oaks. Winback Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Winback Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gates September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th, and eighth. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com.
5: The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check with the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org.
12: Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Booten-Shane, Eddie Lowmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com at southernoakstraining.com. All right,
1: we're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Garnett Barnsdale and Ashley Mayo, as we bring you live coverage of the 2019 Hamiltonian. We are nine minutes away from the Hamiltonian, be Hamiltonian Oaks, as the uh, Phillies are coming onto the racetrack now. We see number seven. Asiago stepping onto the racetrack a little bit slower post parade, obviously with the CBS coverage. So number seven Asiago comes out with driver Tim Tietrich currently sitting on the board at 13 to one. So 13 to one here for Tim Tietrich and number seven Asiago for trader Jim Campbell, who just, excuse me, excuse me, in trainer prayer emblem, Jim Campbell uh, just had a victory in the last race. Eight Queen of Tricks will be the next one on the racetrack. Waiting on Garnett Barnsdale to come back. He's going to play the uh, Super High Five. Mandatory payout here, by the way. Uh, the mandatory payout carry over $53,519.54. Garnett, so you, I know you went to go play the High Five. And tell me what you did, man.
2: I did take a high five, so here's what I took. Two four five with two four five with one two three four five seven with one two three four five seven. Six seven. I left the eight, nine and ten out no outside posts here for me. Wow,
1: look at you man. Take a stand. I like it.
2: I wanted to use the one, two, four, five, seven in the second slot and third slot. And then when it came up eighty six forty, that got erased pretty quick and uh, dropped it down to twenty one
1: sixty. Oh, come on man, you gotta you know you you don't wanna spend eighty dollars on I a got, high five?
2: I gotta save
1: some money for the sprint home later, man. Man, listen, we, we who knows? We might not be sprinting home. We might be uh, walking, or might be breaking home if uh, we're not careful, man. <laughs> All right, again, the super high five carryover here—just over fifty thousand dollars. Just over fifty thousand. Super high five carryover. It is a mandatory payout on closing day. Garnet, this is the best day to play this wager.
2: It's the only day to play it for me. No offense to the tracks, uh, I can't play it when there's potential to be 60% takeout. But right now, depending on how much in the pool, there's zero takeout today, so you gotta play it.
1: All right, nine to five on Millie's possession. That's that seems more like seems more about right. Correct.
2: Yeah, you think she? You had to think she'd be about nine to five, for sure.
1: Mike Bozich just sent me a text. Shoes off on the nine. Thirty-one to one. So let's win the sprint home here with uh, with Mike Bozich. And uh, again, Mike Bozich is at home. He is not here at the Meadowlands. And again, our thoughts are here or excuse me, are with uh, Mike um, as he is home dealing with some things. But uh, he likes Princess Deo, man. I, I You know, I I give him some credit, man. He he has loved this horse for a long time. What do you think, man?
2: I, I, it's gonna to be tough for him. Gonna to be tough. She's looking at maybe fourth or fifth play finish here. I don't think she can win this race, but you know, I, I've been wrong before. I was wrong on six packs. So who knows?
1: Well, listen, <laughs> never mind. I was gonna say something really kind of mean there, but uh, we're not. All right, let's look ahead to the twelfth race, Garnett. Um, look at the ahead of the twelfth race. A couple of driver changes in the Hamiltonian. Ocas Fonseca will drive the five Marcel. No surprise there. Uh, David Miller on the seven, Jim Panzi now as Brian Sears selects to or helps to drive Green Shoe, Scott on back, Ken Fashion, Me Tector right, will drive Osterch in this race as Jinger has chosen. Don't let him. No real surprise there. And then of course Dexter Dunn on the ten, so strong. There's your morning line, three to five on the two Green Shoe. What do you think?
2: It's about right. I mean, you know, he'll probably go off about three to five. I don't think he's be one to five again after what we've seen in the elimination. But who knows? Everybody thinks he's the best horse. Um, five to one in Green Manalishi seems about right. I think Forbidden Trade will go off a little higher. He might be a good play here. Uh, he, he was he raised really well in the elimination, I thought. Maybe one of the better ones. But uh, the morning line seems about right.
1: All right. Let's see here. Oops. You yeah, want to hang on to that? I'm going to need that to call the race next, you know? Oops. Let's see. we got another chart back here, G. Thank you. Joanna, good to say. She's been bringing us charts. Uh, you've been using them a little bit, I think, huh? Yeah, I have. I'll do them later. All right. The real question is, where's Mike going to play the nine horse here? That's the real question. Where is he going to play the nine horse? All right. Let's see. We are four minutes away. I feel like they've been on the track forever, it seems like. Uh,
2: but I, no real there surprise there. There must be dragging a bit. There must be something going on with the TV that they got to call a little bit of time, I think. I mean, I don't know. But. Let's
1: see. The next pick four starts in the 13th race here at the Meadowlands. Uh, it'll be a guarantee of $50,000. We'll get to
2: that here in just a little bit.
1: Um, Let's
2: see. The sun's killing me, man. You got any
1: sunscreen? <laughs> yeah. L- listen. You'll say So look at the TV monitors. You can barely even see the TV monitors. Right. Um, so your $21 super high five ticket, it is the 94th Hamiltonian Oaks. What a great race to have a super high five mandatory pal. This is a pretty competitive field.
2: I think it is. I mean, you know, the earlier one gave me $116 with, with six to four. I think Lather up with six to five. Yeah, yeah. Me, wasn't he? Yep. That paid great considering. I mean, honestly, Mike, if I played it for $4.80, I would have hit it. Cause all the horses I liked fell in behind. I should have actually had an extra ticket, but whatever. We can say that now. It, to me, like, it was somewhat predictable, and it was $116 for 20 cents. That's a $580 ticket for a buck, right? So um, this one will probably pay better no matter what comes in because you've got you got that $50,000 seated into the pool. I don't know what's bet. Can you see what's bet into this so far?
1: Uh, I cannot. That is one thing that we don't have the ability to do. But here's my ticket. I think
2: I might be able to if I do I'm, this.
1: I'm going to go 5 with 2-4 with 2-4 with all with
2: all. Okay, so I went... Two four five with two four five with one two four five seven with one two one through seven. Twice. Okay, so
1: not bad. So five, five with two four, two four with two four, 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 four with, two four four with all, all with all and Yeah.
2: yeah. Sixteen so sixteen
1: eighty. So not bad. Sixteen eighty. It's not a bad ticket, right?
2: It's not bad at all. You we... get the sixth, fourth, and the tenth, fifth. You'll get five hundred dollars bucks.
1: Right. It'll be you know a nice little payoff. That's the nice thing about these carryovers. Garnet is it inflates the price pretty big.
2: Absolutely. It it, uh, it kind of eliminates the uh, it eliminates. The takeout, really, when there's that much money in there, depending on how much it's it bet. I think I can check right now in my ADW. Let's see. Pent uh oh, No, you can't. Why? Bizarre. Good question. I can see every other pool except for the high five, which is really strange.
1: All right. Currently $121,600 in the super high five pool. Again, my ticket is five over two, four over two, four with all, with all. Garnet, one more time. Two, four, five with two, four, five. With one, two, three,
2: four. One, two, four, five, seven, and then one through seven, one through seven. No eight, nine or ten on my tickets. All right. We are
1: 46 seconds away from the $500,000 Campbell, Tony and Oaks. Turn on CBS if you're not doing so already, watch this on CBS. Give the, those guys a, uh, a listen because CBS does a great job. Brower, Cybel, and Greg Blanchard are down there. Your man, Greg Blanchard's on the uh, broadcast team now. Not too bad, huh?
2: That's right. And also, my man from the winter, Gary Seibel, who I chatted with on Skype every Friday night from Cal Expo. uh, All these guys are consummate pros, every single one of them. You couldn't get a better broadcast
1: crew. All right. Our man, Alex Sosfield, we're going to have to get him on here in a little bit. He's been recording. He's been doing a little bit of this, a little bit of running with the charts. He's been doing it all. We're going to get his Hamiltonian selection. When we get ready to take a look at the 94th edition of the $1 million Hamiltonian, we'll get his selection. We'll talk to Ashley Garnett. We'll talk to some people around and see who everybody likes. 8-5 to five on the two Millie's Possession and 8-5 to five on the five when Doves Cry. It looks like these two are going to share favoritism. Slight favoritism, though, to the two Millie's Possession. Has a little bit more money bet on her. The Field moves in behind the starting gate for the $500,000 94th edition of the Hambletonian Oaks. A very talented field here for the 11th race. Track has been lightning fast thus far. It'll be interesting to see what happens here. They make their way to the top of the stretch, all set for the 11th race. It's the Hambletonian Oaks final, $500,000 on the line. They are picking up speed. And here they come. Really looks pretty settled on the starting game. They're off in the Hamiltonian Oaks, and it's Asiago who gets the uh, first call from between horses. No surprise when Dove's Cry goes to the lead. Southwind Casha left as well. Evident Beauty is trying to get into the mix there, too, as they race on to the first turn. Millie's Possession got away in a fourth. Fifth to the inside is Sonnet Grace trying to uh, stride up on the outside now as they head up the backstretch, Southwind Casha takes over the top spot, leads by 2 as they race past the opening quarter 26 and 4 for that quarter split. When Dove's Cry races in a second, Evident Beauty is the third, was just taken over there by Millie's possession on the outside. Lots of movement here. Is when Doves Cry now floats to the outside and When Doves Cry will take over the top spot as they head up the back stretch. Southwind Casha pockets up in the second. It's a gap of two to Millie's possession in the third. And we come back to Evident Beauty from in fourth. Slipping through at the inside is Sonic Grace 54-4 and four for the half. 28 seconds in that split as they race on to the far turn. When Doves Cry still on top the to lead. Is a length and a quarter. Southwind at Kasha tracks well from the pocket in the second. Millie's possession still trying on the outside for done Then we come back to a Sonnet Grace from in fourth. Evident Beauty's on the outside of that one with some work to do. Then comes a Princess. Adeo is into the mix. Then comes Sweet Chapter as they race past three quarters. 123 for When Doves Cry. And it's When Doves Cry who leads by a length. On the outside, Millie's possession continues to advance forward. Evan and Beauty now floats to the outside. Southwind Casha is wavering late. On the outside is Asiago, who's trying to come on, trying to slip through up the inside is Sonnet Grace. But it is when Doves Cry who has the lead. And when Doves Cry will draw off to win by a two and a half lengths in the end over Millie's possession in second and Asiago in third in 150-2. and two.
2: And a nine and ten fourth and fifth, which doesn't do me any good. Princess doesn't... Dale snuck in there.
1: Hey, doesn't do me any good either. I wish I'd have used Asiago, man. Holy smokes! Could you imagine the ticket I'd be sitting on here?
2: Wow. You should have thrown something else in other than all chalk, to be honest. In the first three. Hey, thanks, man. Well, wow. listen, man. That's right. that's how you get the payoffs. This thing comes in five, two, four, seven, eight. You're gonna get back twenty-two dollars. You gotta you gotta think that way sometimes. and oh, it's stick something in there. Good but... plan, man. That, I'd like to see to be in there, but you know what? I completely uh, like as we, if I spent the 8640, I got it right. I had all in the fifth slot. So you're right. I got, uh, I got cheap and it cost me. I don't even want to know
1: a couple this, hundred, maybe
2: two to one. What do we got? Two to one, even money. 13 to 1, 65 to 1, and 90 to 1. This For well, $0.20, this will pay, pay 1000 bucks for $0.20. Yeah, not th- I think so. That's disappointing. I look back, and I'm looking for the next numbers, and I see, oh, well, that's not good. Uh, yeah, so man, Like if page. you got the 7 in there, holy moly, we both could have had this thing. but I guess For 1000
1: bucks, you know, not meant to be, though.
2: I took a stand. It was wrong. I should have used Mike's horse in fourth, but I still wouldn't have had the 10. I would have had to get all somehow. out.
1: One fifty and two. Let's pause thirty seconds for station identification. This is the Bet America Radio Network. You're tuned in to the Bet America
4: Radio Network. Host Jason Beam brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be, and you can hear new shows at betamerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes. Freaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn.
1: I uh, I might cry when I see this payout. Gnar it.
2: I think so. And look at uh, this is going to be interesting. A side note, aside from I know we're talking a lot about wagering here and stuff. A side note to this is um, Jeff Corral presenting the Oaks Trophy. No comment. To to the large. <laughs> no comment. Okay. Um, I just thought that was interesting. However, uh, when Doves cry, full value for a 150-2 and two score. That's a big mile today. Um, Two-to-one was probably a good price on her. I thought the best price on the board was the four and three-to-one, but she ran in the stretch. She was going to finish fourth, probably, and she what, ran. What,
1: is that what happened?
2: She wasn't going to finish third because the seven was coming too strong, but she ran halfway down the stretch, I so think. That,
1: so that's probably what the inquiry is about, then.
2: Yeah, maybe she's, well, maybe she's fifth. It came five, two, seven, ten. I thought the nine was fourth. I'm pretty sure the nine's fifth though. That's even worse for 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 you to cry about because nobody's got the ten fourth. I don't think. Uh, oh, this is gonna be. Can damage. I jump
1: off the roof now, please?
2: Well, no, there's people down there.
1: I know Ashley's listening, and I just missed this high five, and I'm about to be sick to my stomach, man. There is an inquiry into the uh, running as Greg Blanchard's on the screen.
2: <laughs> I saw <suck> Greg <right> there.
1: <laughs> All right. So the 11th race, again, there is an inquiry. We're still working to find out what that inquiry is about. Let's look at the 12th, Garnet, You have the program page for the 12th race. Do I? The I 94th. do. I do. No,
2: underneath. I don't.
1: Yes, you do. Underneath, right here.
2: Oh, there. The How did you know it was there, man? because um, I got papers everywhere it here. It almost broke. Remember? Oh, it almost blew away, remember? That's right.
1: All right, as the winning connections come back into the winner's circle, five win, doves cry. And look at this, Garnet. Look at the slew of people. I mean, all you got to do is stand up here. I don't know how, what, Ashley just happens to be back here with the security guard. She's probably in the safest place you can be right now.
2: Well, look at, check out the Murray Brown alike in the winner's circle huh? with the horse. A little smaller, but is Ashley down there?
1: Yeah, she's down there, but. She's waiting She's wait
2: here. Hold on.
1: Wait. Look at this. Look where she's standing. She's waving at us right now. She has no sympathy at all for us. By the way, that we missed the high five.
2: But Holy moly,
1: she's standing right here in the slew of humanity. Listen, you better get a good interview. That's all I gotta say. She'll just get kidding. It. I'm Just kidding.
2: There she's a pro. She'll get in there, man. Listen,
1: look at. Okay, wait. Smile back up here. Smile again. Look at those pearly whites. You can see, see them
2: from up here. I'm telling there you, it, go. Man. Listen, I. I'll give you three. I will take three to five that she gets an interview here. She's a pro.
1: I'll take three to five that she gets the best interview here. Look at that. So you see the stanchions
2: here. Yes, yes, They have yes. to
1: stand on the media being required to stand on stanchions, obviously. Let's talk about that for two seconds. Obviously, you know, we don't get to talk about this a whole lot. But with CBS involved, it's a lot different. You see the stanchions down below, you know, and, and look at the rope here.
2: Yeah, yeah, Nobody's yeah. Nobody's yeah. allowed,
1: and I don't blame them.
2: No, because there's too many there, man, and you never know. Some schmuck like me could wander in there with a press badge, and I, I, there's no way I should be allowed in there.
1: Listen, I listen. I'll I'll you, I'll pay you twenty dollars to win on something if you jump the line here. Okay? I can't even see her anymore. Oh, there she is. She's shaking her head now.
2: She's, <laughs> She's shaking her head now. If down. you hurdle that rope, I'll I'll put a fifty dollar win bet.
1: All right. Let's see here. <laughs> a high five. You ready for
2: it? Oh, you don't want to see this, I'm man. I'm gonna be sick, let's man. Monster. Trifecta
1: is fifty-two thirty. Pick three eighty-three ten. Daily double sixty-seven forty. 1480 for the exacta or exactor. Superfecta $70.73. Let's
2: see.
1: 50 cent pick 4 returns a little over $300. I could have hit that. I easily could have hit that. Let's see. Super Oh my god. Two
2: grand for 20 cents. I told you, man. Wow. That's unbelievable. $10,000 for a dollar. Holy moly!
1: Are you serious? Two thousand dollars?
2: You could have been taking us to steak.
1: Steve, we've been going to Steve's, man. Steve's. Ashley would have been going to Steve's. She would have had to treat us to Steve's. She might have had to pick me up off the floor. Two, I can't believe nine. two grand. That's incredible. I said that, a thousand.
2: Man. I said a thousand. Absolutely. But I thought incredible. the nine was fourth. If I know the ten fourth, I'm going to say it's paid more because nobody's got the ten fourth. They yeah,
1: don't. yeah, yeah.
2: Whatever. Man. Just kidding. That just yeah. kidding. Matt. You could have hit that. You could have hit that. Um, you, didn't, you didn't like Asiago. You said she was rough in her past few starts. I did.
1: I did say that. I, I completely said that. And you know,
2: it is what it is. You know
1: what I mean? Let's see. I, I keep talking about this race. I want to see if I can get Tom Cassidy for a minute.
2: Okay. Um, listen. When Doves Cry, uh, one twenty-three to the three quarters, fifty and two coming home. A powerful winner. Now uh, the pres- the presentation is being made in the winner's circle. Millie's possession uh, fought hard to hold second from Asiago, who was very good. And then you got the two long shots underneath, which uh, absolutely made that uh, Pentefecta, superfecta, or sorry, Pentefecta slash high five, 10,000 to one with uh, a 1480 exactor on top. That's just amazing. I mean, some people must have been betting, you know, five with two with all, 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 or, you know, you could have a five, two, seven, all. Anyway, um, a sensational performance by When Doves Cry, definitely at the top of her class. And, uh, you know, no disgrace for Millie's possession. A, a good second, but well beaten. And that was our Hamble Oaks. Now we're coming up to the Hamble-Tonian final. And it's going to be interesting for me to see what uh, Green Shoe looks like on the track here. I think that's the key to the race. Is uh, If Green Shoe stays flat, behaves himself, he probably wins this race. Um, if he doesn't. Then it's somewhat wide open. I think one of the horses to consider was Forbidden Trade, who finished with good energy. He tried to retake, uh, he tried to retake the lead from Marseille, but uh, Aki, Oki Svanstev put him back in the hole, kind of slowing the pace down, speeding it back up, kind of thing like he likes to do sometimes. But um, Forbidden Trade reemerged the stretch and almost got second over Don't Let Him. So I think uh, you know Forbidden Trade could be a decent decent play here. But for me, it's kind of all or nothing with Green Shoe, Mike, in the Hamiltonian, and we're going to have to see what he looks like on the track before I even decide if I'm going to make a bet. I mean, I don't, I'm don't, i not the kind of guy that usually sits out betting these big races, but I, I don't see any reason. I, I want to either bet against Green Shoe to win the race or I don't want to bet at all because I'm not really going to be looking for value in these outside horses to, to complete the exactor. I think if he wins the race, it'll be pretty formful. If he doesn't, obviously it won't be.
1: All right, well... The one thing about it, one thing about these big races, like I, I, I've said it before, either you got to single him or you got to pitch him. I mean, it is what it is, and you know, you, you know, the one luxury we have versus everybody else is we're on track, so we can see how he warms up. We can because he's not on the television the whole time, and I think that makes a big difference.
2: Absolutely, and like I said at the outset, one of the big stories for me would be to watch this horse on the track because horses are creatures of habit and memory and last year on the same day at the same time i know i'm repeating myself a little bit here he broke um so you know you, you can say all you want he's been a perfect gentleman all year long but for me this is a totally different ball game racing in the afternoon in the sun in the heat with a big crowd uh now we're into two heats so you know it's, it's going to be interesting to see if he can if he's going to behave and that's to me that's the whole key to everything. He either wins or he breaks stride i mean i think it's as simple as that and i'm not wishing for the horse to break or any don't, don't get me wrong but i think that's for me that's the only betting angle there is here
1: all right let's take a quick time out ashley is down in the sea of humanity as mike likes to call it as they are getting the winter circle presentation complete we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, you've got more from Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USDA
11: and Bet
0: America.
1: Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once in a lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877- eight
12: zero zero eight seven eight two extension five 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 Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs it's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Booten-Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com at southernoakstraining.com. Winback Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Windbank Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gates September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th. And eighth. For more information, visit WinBackFarm.com. That's WinBackFarm.com. We're
1: back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. The 94th Hamiltonian is 15 minutes away. We are 15 minutes away. Garnet one to five on the Champion Green Shoe. I'm not really convinced on that price. Um, let's see. Greenman Alishi is 10 to 1.
2: That he'll come down. He has to come down. He's the other division winner. I don't know about that, man. He has to come down. Oh, look
1: at your selfie, man.
2: That doesn't mean he has to come down, though. Sure he does. You want to put some money on it? I say by post time, he's less than 5 to 1. I'll bet you 100 bucks.
1: I'm not betting 100
2: bucks. On he me. has to come down, man. The more money's going to go in in the next, you know, in the, in the last three minutes than bet now, he has to come down, what do you think, Ray? You think Green Manalishi is going to come down from ten to one or not? Well, first things first. I
10: have this horse at twenty-three to one in the future pool. So right off the bat, I want I want to plug how great of a bet this is. You know, right before I lose.
2: Almost, almost as good a bet as I did bet on him at nine to one in his elimination.
10: Well, I wish I could have bet on him, but you know, we downstairs have been on the air since ten thirty last night. We slept here. They they fed us, thankfully.
2: I saw that. They gave them Panera. They gave these guys Panera. What? We yes.
10: We had turkey with bacon.
2: I
1: like it. There man. There was
10: some avocado. <laughs> there was some bacon arugula.
1: Even like better, man. No, you don't look
10: arugula guy. You look you a romaine. Look what it's doing you know, to his hair, man. I'm
1: a kale I'm a kale guy.
10: Kale's not bad. Kale's kale's is, people say kale's overrated, but I think I think kale is accurately rated. Oh. <laughs> it, it, it's a median week.
2: A medium leaf,
10: yes,
1: uh, indeed. All right, young Jedi. All right, young Jedi. Who yes, do you sir. like here? Who do you Who like, Camilo? Like? Like?
10: I. Here's my problem. From the start, I thought that this day could be chalk. I don't know how you beat Green Shoe. I what? I don't. Wait a
1: minute. Whoa, whoa. This is the chalk, non-chalk eating guy, and you're picking the chalk.
10: I don't. I thought *Evident Beauty* was going to race better than she didn't in the Oaks final, but then again, I didn't see who trained *When Duff's Cry*, and they're good connections. And in this race, like the fact that Brian Sears said this horse trots better when he goes faster really irks me. That that ma- that makes me that makes me think this is just their race, and it's always been their race, unless for some reason he's unable. Unless for some reason he's unable to deal with the two heats. I don't see how he loses. And he's a big enough horse that seems like he's capable of doing it. But Green Manalichi also seems capable of
0: handling two
1: heats. My my question for you is this about Green Chew. He was pretty rank. He was pretty rank going to the gate. Do you think that's any sort of a question for him?
10: Well, I, I just think you have to watch him coming around the post parade. Because if... If maybe his legs are moving out, you want to you won't watch his stride. If he's, if his stride is bearing outwards, that would make me think he's more likely to hit the cart and then go off stride. And that, it's those kind of things. You, that's how you're trying to figure out if the horse is tired. The same way with don't let him. Because don't let him, I think, really can't handle too heat. Just if you watch that horse, that horse's stride is just a shuffle. But he has a ton of speed. And, of course, with everything that we say, it could be wrong. Green Greenshoe could be the greatest horse on the planet, like everyone's been saying, but what fun is that? There's no speculation then. There's no speculation in trying to find pilot discretion at twenty six to one up Because at the at the end of the day, they need green shoe to break. Right. And Molander is well prepared for Green Man Alishi to win for his connection if that happens.
1: Keep going. You're but, okay. I'm watching Ashley to see if uh, she's gonna get an interview. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for.
10: But I ultimately I hate I hate all day. I've been like this two to five shot is tough to beat. This one to two shot is tough to beat. <laughs> and most of the time I've been right. But then like I missed Crystal Fashion the eighteen bucks. I I didn't bet Green Man Alicia, but I was sitting down there. I saw him at nine to one. I said you have to bet him. You can't not bet him at that point.
1: That's what Garnet actually said up here.
10: Well, that's because for- he stole it from me. <laughs> <Dr. Bergman. laughs> and from Jay Bergman. up there goes Jay Bergman. Jay
2: Bergman is the one that told me he wore that horse wore. Well, mm-hmm.
10: so well, I trust you for... well, from the start I thought the Green Man Alicia was the horse to peak for the Hamiltonian. He yeah. was he wasn't good in the he wasn't that great in the Beale I should say. He wasn't that great in his other races, but today, and we, we even saw it last year, because on the in the Houghton he was second going a park's mile. He got good around this time of year, right? And he could be even better now. You're getting eight to one on that though, and I'd rather take the twenty-three I have. on in the future pool, which for any of you who did not bet into the future pool, that's value already if you win.
1: Well, the, I was going to say he's twenty-three. Was that the most recent? Future that was pool? two
2: pools ago. They wow. They don't allow for whatever reason in Canada they didn't have the future pool. I wanted a big reach. You to work, could
10: they up 18 well, Carnet, there's there are many problems our country has with yours, but you guys are only out until six. And I don't want to take up all your airtime. Uh, Post parade uh, time. I'll leave you guys be. I gotta head back down. To okay, Miami. Ray, take care.
1: All right. It's the post parade for the 94th Hambletonian. Ashley still down in the Sea of Humanity. She's probably listening to Bye 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 by the DJ up here.
2: Can't this sun go over the roof? I, tra-
1: I would Jeez. hope, man. That would be the still greatest be- thing. Let's take a look at the field for the uh, rendition of the Hambletonian. If Ashley stops Simon, we will stop it. But uh, number one is Pilot Discretion. Garnet, go for it, man.
2: Yeah, pilot discretion was fifth. He snuck into the final. He wasn't the best in, in his elimination, but I, you know, I, I think he's capable of better. Um, and right now, he's twenty-six to one on the board.
1: Number two is Green Shoe, currently at three to five, taking a majority of the money thus far. Green Shoe, is he sitting on his best effort yet? We're about to find out.
2: Yeah, you know, he tried his back half in fifty-three and two in the in his elimination but he only ever looked comfortable for me in like about the last 5 sixteenths of the race three don't let him uh was was a pretty good second to green shoe he didn't look like he was being pushed that hard in his elimination 50 and four um currently at 11 to one that's a bigger price than i thought he would go off at i thought he'd come down a little bit too but i guess when you know when a horse is one to two and people are spreading around a little bit uh, that's what happens
1: Number four, Green Manalishi is the other elimination winner. Garnet, a bunch of people are very high on this horse now. If he handles the two heats, who knows? You might get some value here.
2: Absolutely. The five, Marseille. Marseille was very determined to be on the lead in his elimination. Aki slowed it down a bit and then put Bob McClure back in the hole with Forbidden Trade. Where have we seen that before? Faded to finish fourth. I think Marseille is probably a bit player here. And before you announce Forbidden Trade, I want to make a note that his odds just went from twenty six to one to nine to one in one flash.
1: Holy smokes! Well, how much did you bet on to win, man?
2: Nothing, but if he goes back up, if he floats back up to fifteen or twenty, I'm gonna bet him.
1: You did say that Forbidden Trade would be could be a little bit of a play here, so it'll be interesting to see what Forbidden Trade does.
2: Yeah, you know what? I, I was pretty impressed. He left hard. He tried to take the lead. Aki put him back in the hole. Then he was trapped a little bit in the blind switch in the stretch. Finished in twenty six and two, and almost got. Don't let him. I think if, if green shoe blows up or Trey's got as good a chance as anybody, the seven Gimpanzi currently on the board, seven to one had a pretty uh, eventful trip. If you look at his trip, eight, eighth by eight in park seventh by six in park six by four in park, he actually finished up pretty good finished only beating the length and a quarter visually. He wasn't really that impressive, but I think the trip was just impossible. I think if he, you know, if uh, Dave Miller puts, puts the pedal to the metal and leaves hard with this horse, he might have a little bit of a shot here more so than in the elimination.
1: Number eight, Cantab Fashion draws really tough here for Trader Jim Campbell. Not so, not sold that the eight Cantab Fashion can shine here.
2: Osterk or Ostrich or whatever he is, um, Jimmy Tactor's taking over for wife Christina here because Yannick Jhingra obviously went to Don't Let Him, who finished second in his elimination. But Osterk was also second in his elimination. He gave Green man Alicia a very good fight, 60-1. Uh, to 1. I think is you know maybe a good play for the bottom of the super here. I don't like him to win the race, but he was really good in his elimination. Mike,
1: number ten is Soul is Strong, trained by Ocas Fonsted. Dexter Dunn is in the sulky. Those are the ten to compete in the ninety fourth rendition of the one million dollar Hambletonian final. It's a very interesting field. Either you take the favorite at one to two. I should have taken you on that bet, nine to one currently. Um, what did I say? Green he's going go of five to one. Five to one or less.
2: Still lots of time. Still lots of time. He's gonna be the second choice for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm just surprised the sevens taking some more money here. The six is floating
2: in. back up. I'm gonna go inside and, and I'm gonna make a bet on Forbidden Trade here. I'm definitely gonna bet him. Probably you know ten or twenty bucks to win. I I think he's got a shot.
1: All right, well let's go around the horn here. Uh, Ashley still down in the winter circle, but that's okay because we're we're gonna bring her in. Let's go around the horn for the ninety fourth Hamiltonian. We'll start with Ashley Mayu, who happens to be downstairs in the Winter Circle. And Ashley, you either got to go with Green Shoe or not. Who you take it here?
9: I'm gonna go against Green Shoe in here. I mean, I like Green. Mar- Sorry, excuse me, Green and Alicia. I thought that was very impressive in the elimination, and the price is right for me. I can't endorse one to two.
8: All right.
1: So Ashley is taking Green Man Alicia. Let's see. Is she gonna grab Simon? Yeah. Go ahead if you can get him. Let's see. He's hugging some family right now. You know, Simon is a very emotional guy, obviously, and, uh, you know, loving on the family after winning the $500,000 Hamble Toadie Oaks. Okay, we're going to hang. Oh, here we go.
9: All right, right. go go
7: for it. uh, patiently
9: waiting to talk to Simon Allard, who just had a very impressive drive with Doves Cry in the Hamiltonian Oaks. Take us through your trip. I mean, she was impressive in the elimination and now today in the final.
13: Yeah,
3: yeah, she's a super filly. She uh, naturally professional, very professional. She warmed up so calm today, and uh, she's so good gated and so fast and great pedigree and muscle heel with a a mother that made a million dollars. She's She's just everything you want.
9: Seems like this year as a three-year-old, a little bit more patient with her to get her to the races. She had some time off and only four starts coming into this.
3: Yeah, she wasn't ready. Uh, She had some issue. uh, And uh, my brother said she's not ready yet, but we're going to try to make her ready for the Oaks. And we raced her one start. And it was like running. She's not wow yet. And the next start, I said, no, she's not wow yet. (laughs) And then – we uh we kind of flip a coin, brought her here last week, and we said, you know, she should peak now because she's got, like, three stars into her, and she should start to get real good, and she did, so we're happy.
9: What's it mean to you to win the out? Because, I mean, this is a huge stage and a huge race.
3: Yeah, it's a beautiful day, a big crowd, and uh, that's what harness racing uh, should be uh, everywhere, you know? Like, it makes you really feel like something, you know? It's like, and we come from a long way, uh, buying cheap horses, and now this horse that was a really expensive one as a yearling, and she uh, she really did everything uh, for us, you know.
9: Thanks so much for taking the time, and go celebrate.
3: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Alright, Ashley Mayhew with winning driver Simon Allard, and again some interesting, interesting happenings down in the winner's circle, is as Ashley was super patient. We're super glad to have Ashley aboard with us as she talked to winning driver Simon Allard. We're just a couple of minutes away from the 94th Hamiltonian. My selection here is also going to be Green Manalishi, 2-5 to five currently on the two, Green Shoe, who has defeated Green Manalishi before, and I think that has to be taken into a little bit of account, but I think that Green Manalishi is the horse to beat here in the 94th rendition of the Hambletonian. We'll get Garnett's reaction here in just a moment. Let's take a short time out, and when we come back, you'll have
13: the 2019 Hambletonian final From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes, horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other, one that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan, PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseracing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association.
1: All right, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America, Mike Carter, Garnet Barnsdale, and Ashley Mayu on the engine here. Can I still take that
0: bet?
8: No.
1: Ten to one, man. Ten to one, man. Huh? I still
0: think he's going to come
1: down, man. He won't be five to one or less. I can
2: no, probably not. He'd have to drop four point. Well, no, wait, you know what? It's seven minutes to post. Are they going to go on time because of TV? No, it's
1: five five minutes to post. We got five. Over on the board here, it says five.
2: Okay, post. Oh, wait a minute. Time is. Yeah. Okay, we're already seven minutes past is what it is. Yeah, we're seven minutes past. Yeah, so the five. Yeah, in five minutes, he's probably not going to come down to five.
1: I guess my question here, Green Manalishi has lost to Jim Or, Excuse me, not Jim Panzee. He's lost to Green Shoe before. Does that play into your handicapping at all?
2: Not really, because my handicapping is just. Is the two going to stay flat? Because if he does, he's going to win. That's that's, and I'm guessing that he's not. That's why I made a I bet against him. But I didn't go bet all the money. I've already won today. I just made it you know somewhat of a token bet on this race. Um, in case he runs, I think you got value there. But if he stays flat and he behaves himself, I don't think there's any question. He's much the best horse here.
1: All right, we are what now? Four minutes away from the Hamiltonian. Nice crowd here at the Meadowlands uh, Racetrack Garden, and I tell you, they, they treat us well. We've done uh, we've done a bunch of shows here. I will tell you, this is one of the more more favorite venues. If
13: you ask
2: I love coming here. I'll never miss the Hamble unless I'm as long as I'm capable of making it here. As long as I'm alive, I'll never miss this. I, I just wish I had come earlier because uh, this is one of the greatest races. This is one of the greatest days of the year. Other than you know, this for me, it's this the Jug and the North American Cup. My question
1: for you uh, from a handicapping standpoint, what about Marseille?
2: He's going to be involved early. I don't think he can win the race. I didn't really like what I saw from him in the elimination. I mean, uh, Aki sped it up, but it was only a 56 half. He put he put he uh, he drove him confidently, and the horse really didn't give him what he needed, finishing fourth, beating four lengths. He, you know, he, he could be in the super or something like that, but I don't think he can win the race, not from what I saw.
1: What about pilot discretion off the rail? Pilot discretion snuck into the final. Kind of closed from off the pace a little bit, but you know, at the eliminations you never know uh, what's what's gonna happen there.
2: Yeah, I don't like I don't like what I saw from him either. I'm looking for horses that showed me something in the elimination and I and I like what Forbidden Trade showed me. He you know, he left, he tried to make a retake, was forced to go back in, gotten a bit of a blind switch, came on late. If he you know, if he can work out a second over trip here, seventeen to one, he's, he's got a shot. Some
1: value here to the nine, Osterch. 90 to 1. No real surprise, obviously. But he didn't race all that bad from post six either
2: in the elimination. No, 90 to 1. I mean, he, he almost held off Green Manalishi. Now, you're getting, if you had Jingra uh, back on him, he'd probably only be about 25 to 1 because you got Jimmy racing from the nine hole. He's 90 to 1. But I don't think he's impossible, necessarily. I mean, he raced really well in his Olympics. I think I'm going to play a trifecta ticket here. One dollar
1: trifecta. We're going to go four over the two, three, nine over the two, three, seven, nine. And see if we can beat the favorite.
2: Why not? Not a a bad bet for nine bucks, right? Well, especially if you get if you can get it without the two, you'd be looking at some really good dough.
1: Yeah, especially if it ran like four, nine, seven or four, nine, anything four, nine. I'll be happy.
2: (laughs) If you hit the try with four, nine, you're you're buying dinner for sure. $106,000
1: $106,000 in the win pool. I should have taken you up 11-1 on Green Man Alicia. That's not bad, man.
2: Yeah, that was a terrible call by me, an, an uncharacteristic, terrible call. I,
1: I remember last year, you're like, they're not changing a thing on Atlanta, remember? They're right. not changing a thing
2: they're all not, the way down the stretch. They're not tripping her up. They ain't tripping out nothing.
1: And they didn't. No, they did not. And she won, and you cashed probably your biggest ticket of the day on that, didn't you?
2: 200 to win, and she paid about I think about 670. So, yeah, that was good. Uh,
1: All right, a good
2: one. Our
1: University of Arizona Racetrack Industry Program student, Alex Sawsville, is with us. And, Alex, your first Hambletonian, who do you like, and what's this day been for you?
10: I mean, I think Green Shield definitely be tough to beat here, but I think you've got to take a shot with the other Melander, too.
6: Green Manalishi, especially, was impressed with the last race. We'll see, that's where the value
3: is.
1: All right, so if you had to pick one, one, do you pick going with Green Shoe or going with Green Manalishi? You've got to pick one here.
3: I'll take Green
10: Manalishi. I'm going for the value here.
1: All right, 11 to 1. No chalk for the, no chalk for the, for the intern. I like it, man. He's a good, good dude, and he works extremely hard. All right, they are lining up for the 94th, $1 million Himbletonian final. Time for the fans here at meadowlands racing and entertainment to line up on the rail as we see them all come to the rail now for the 12th race again the 1 million dollar Hambletonian final the question is will green shoe be good enough here green shoe is all trying to step a little bit rough gated was green shoe And they're off and trotting, and Green Shoe is very rank off the gate. From in between horses, sale flashes early speed, forbidden trade, and Bob McClure on the outside flashes speed there, too. Pilot discretion is into the mix there early on as they race on to the first turn. Green Shoe floats away in third, fourth to the outside is forbidden trade. Then on the outside racing next is a Jim Pansy as they race up the backstretch. Marcel went to the front here at 31-1 for Ocas Fonstead. and they're at the quarter in 26-1. and 1. It is Marcel on top here. The lead is a length and a quarter. Pilot discretion is in the pocket racing in a second. Green Manalishi travels well from in third. As pilot discretion now comes to the outside and goes right on by Marcel. Decision to make time now for Tietrich and Green Manalishi. Forbidden Trade continues to travel well from 4th Don't let him. going to have to close from the back as they race up the back stretch to the half-mile point of the race. Green Manalishi floats to the outside now. 55 seconds for the half-mile split, and it's Green Manalishi on top now by a head. Pilot discretion. Fights on at the inside. Forbidden Trade into a good position. Second up on the outside for McClure. Sale races next at the inside. Osterch is locked down at the inside from fifth then on the outside racing next is Green Shoe. He's got a lot of work to do and a lot of race to come. Green Manalishi takes over the top spot. Pilot Discretion is racing in second. Green Shoe is from third. Then on the outside, here comes Soul Strong from the back. They turn for home. Green Manalishi turns first. Pilot Discretion from in between horses flashes speed. Marcel is racing well. Now coming on the outside, here comes Green Shoe. Green Shoe trying to take Forbidden Trade on. Forbidden Trade has the lead. Green Shoe to the outside. Forbidden Trade. And Green Chew it's forbidden trade and green chew down to the finish forbidden trade wins the Hamiltonian in 151 Bob McClure the Canadian Bob McClure wins the Hamiltonian the Canadian wins the Hambletonian. how about Bob McClure I cannot wait to hear this reaction forbidden trade and luke play win the hambletonian
2: somebody made a lot of money on this horse mike remember what i told you
1: <laughs> Ace just tried to call you i think uh man wow how about forbidden trade gutsy as they come the bobble didn't make the difference
2: it did not well maybe it did because he didn't get that's, away that's where, where, he he didn't get way where he might have it i think the bubble did make the difference
1: The bobble might have made the difference. Bob McClure, forbidden trade, wins the Hamiltonian. Let's pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is the BetAmerica Radio Network. The 12th race, the $1 million Hambletonian goes to Forbidden Trade. Trainer Luke Blay, we talked to Luke earlier in the week on it. He was very high on Forbidden Trade as well. What an impressive, impressive effort by Forbidden Trade. You know,
2: Mike, he raced great in the elimination, and that's the only reason I went on to him, because you've got to watch horses that look live in the elimination races. He made two moves. He was blind switched in the stretch, and he was coming good. And, you know, Bob McClure tripped him up perfectly here, but he also provided cover to Green Shoe, and he had to dig in to hold him off. This is a huge effort. This horse was a little bit hidden, man. Like, he beat older horses in his last start in the slot, like I told you before his yep. elimination. And, I, you know, I'd like to know how much these people bet that knocked the odds from 26 to 7 to 1 in that one shot. That had to be, like, about a $2,000 win bet.
1: Oh, for sure, and they made a killing. That's for sure. Look at the sea of humanity downstairs. When Bob McClure gets back to the winner's circle, this is Bob McClure's first win in the Hambletonian. I think it's his first Hambletonian, I think it's his first drive. It's his first – we believe it's his first drive in the Hambletonian. And in his first drive, he wins the Hambo. That's an unbelievable, unbelievable performance by this young man. 28 years old, 28-year-old Bob McClure wins this race.
2: Unbelievable just incredible and he tripped him up perfectly he was forced to go when green shoe made his move but he didn't rush the horse at all he saved something i was watching him around the last turn you kind of you kind of missed him a little bit until about halfway down hey, the lane man well listen it happens so you're, you're, you're you're in the sun you can't see you're, you're up here doing 100 things at once i'm not criticizing you i'm just saying and then all of a sudden bang he was there but he was kind of saving something around the last turn he never really started asking him until green shoe came to him and the horse dug in man
1: all right, Bob McClure standing by with Greg Blanchard, his caretaker Ashley McDonald is somewhere down there as well. What a race! There's Mark McKelvey, he's down there. I believe he's beside Ashley. May you, Ashley, you, shake your head. Is that Mark beside you? Let's see. Hold on, she's trying. She might be trying to talk. Yeah, maybe not. Might be Mark McKelvey down there uh, with the winning connections. What an incredible, incredible performance! Listen. That's my wedding gift, isn't it, man? Can I have one of those tickets? Yeah. Here, <laughs> have this
2: $32 voucher. Uh, of course, man. <laughs> You'll get a good gift. Don't worry.
1: $33.80 for the win. Exacta 6-2, and two, $105.80. Trifecta $733.20. Let's see. We're going to be looking for the superfecta, superfecta Payoffs here in just a moment. As Luke Blay... Look at the smile on Luke's face. I mean, you can't, Luke has got the biggest smile on his face. Is there any
2: way for me to uh, record the interviews? Do these things turn up or I mean, no?
1: They turn up, but uh, I don't know how good it's going to sound.
2: Well, I need – just a big story in Canada, man. Big story.
1: Big, big story in Canada. Forbidden trade. And what I would, wouldn't give right now to talk to Bob McCord to find out his reaction about winning this race – I know Ashley is standing by, waiting patiently for them, and I cannot wait to hear this interview. In his first Hamiltonian drive, he brings home a winner.
2: Incredible. I mean, this guy's <laughs> he's on top of the world right now. What else can he say? We he gave it a perfect drive. Like I said, he saved something for the lane.
1: 151 the time of the mile as a well-deserved soaking for a forbidden trade. Well-deserved soaking by the connections to Forbidden Trade as they'll get ready to enter the winner circle here in just a moment. Uh, Bob McClure still standing by. Forbidden Trade, 151, the top of the mile here.
2: Well, you're gonna have you're gonna gonna hear me screaming in every broadcast, every handle now.
1: That's okay, man. I like it. The TVs (laughs) are, let's see, the TVs are out. I don't know what happened to the TVs, but uh,
2: I'll find quotes somewhere. Oh,
1: wait, it's uh, it's the Meadowlands. The whole system went down. So now, if you're not listening to our show, you should be, man. Exactly. Because uh, we, uh, you know, we got it. Here's Luke play taking forbidden trade up behind Bob McClure. Bob McClure staring. At the winner, Forbidden Trade. Simon Allard running back over here to congratulate the winning connections. That's nice. Garnet, you're from Canada. One thing about the sport in Canada, you've been through Sand Pale, you've been through some beach somewhere. What is this win going to mean to the people up there?
2: Unbelievable. I mean, uh, the one thing about the, these connections, determination spends a ton of money, a ton. They don't buy thirty or forty thousand dollar yearlings. They go to the sale and buy three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar yearlings. The guy that runs it is a billionaire. So listen, he's got the money or whatever, but if you're spending three or four hundred thousand dollars on yearlings, this is the result you're looking for, without a doubt. So, you know, more power to them. I mean they, they obviously support the sport. Um, you know, they're they're gonna have one hell of a stallion right here now. Right? That's another thing that they're looking for when they're spending that kind of money. Well,
1: I was going to say, San, he'll join San Pale up in Canada. And San Pale has been a decent, decent sire. Not too bad, right?
2: I don't think he's...
1: No, no, he's no not, sire.
2: not sire at all? No, he, he doesn't really have a stuck group. Okay, well, I am wrong there. But uh, you know corrected. what? <laughs> he's, he, you got a Hamiltonian winning sire now.
1: The Dime Super returns $208.53 and... Again, thirty three eighty to win on number six for bidden trade. That eight to one on Marcus Melander not winning the Hambletonian actually is a bad bet now that yeah. we see who won the race.
2: Why was it a bad bet?
1: Well, no, now that we see who won the race. I mean, of course you're only going to get eight to one instead of well, what did he go off?
2: Yeah, but I mean you get seven horses though, Mike. Yeah,
1: I guess that's not so bad. Right?
2: So that's what you're betting is it's not a terrible one, bet. One of them's gonna if you like forbidden trade, here, you don't want to make. Here we
1: money. go. Here we go. Watch Bobby. Here he's going to come up to the. He's going to come up to the trophy. Obviously, he shakes Jeff Garrell's hand. Jason Settlemore, John Campbell, down in the winner's circle with Luke Blay. Look at this man. The hug. The embrace. They will get ready to hoist the Hamiltonian trophy. Wow! What an amazing, amazing effort. And a patient drive, by the way. You know, here's the thing. He's only 28 years old, and I'm not saying anything about his age. But the one thing about it, man, he could have very easily panicked. He could have, well, you know, sent too early. Yeah. He made the right decisions when he had to. When well, the money well, was well, on the line, he, well, he did what thing. he had to do.
2: Here's the thing. He knows who's in front of him, right? He knows. Right. So when Bob makes his move, he has to know green shoes probably on his back unless he ran. So that's why, like, I was watching him pretty close. Even when Greenchew came to him in the lane, he hadn't asked him for anything yet, and he had something left. It, it looked like Greenchew was going to go right by at a certain point, like about, you know, maybe five pylons from the wire, and then he just dug in. I was, That's why I erupted. I'm like, because I thought he was beat.
1: Well, one thing about it. Is Forbidden Trade is dug down in the stretch, and that was something we didn't get to see in the first elimination, obviously. He, but he's got a ton of heart. He's got
2: a lot of heart. He didn't have the opportunity because he right. was blind switched, right? You could see if you watch if you watch elimination recap closely, you could see Bobby trying to look for a little spot there, and then finally he had to come all the way out. But he closed in twenty six and two. He didn't have to win that race. I thought it was a pretty impressive performance, especially when Aki put him back in the hole over there. And the other thing was. He's driving that horse with a lot of confidence. If he wants to make the front in the elimination too, he knows he's got. You know, he knows he's got a good horse, even though it didn't quite go that way. All
1: right, Gabe Pruitt down in the winter circle, presenting the winning
2: connections
1: with the Hambletonian Trophy. Ashley Mayhew standing by in the winter circle, waiting on winter circle reaction. What a party this is going to be, north of the border tonight, man!
2: Unbelievable. You better. You got that right.
1: Think Bobby, will, you think Bobby's got some drives at uh, Mohawk tonight, man?
2: I, yeah, I don't think he's going to make it the Mohawk. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think there's any reason to make it the Mohawk tonight.
1: All right, we're just basking in the in the presence here. What an amazing looking animal Forbidden Trade is. Forbidden Trade, a three-year-old brown colt by World Champion Kadabra. Out of the striking Sabre up of Pure Ivory, bred in Kentucky by Steve Stewart. 12th lifetime win, 5th of 2019. A new lifetime mark of 151 here. New lifetime mark of 151 for the winner. Number six for Trade in the Sea of Humanity down in the winner's circle. Mark McKelvey is downstairs with Jessica Otten, Greg Blanchard, Ashley Mayhew is down there. As Gabe Pruitt does the CBS version of the presentation of the trophy to the winning connections, Luke Belay and Bob McClure from Jeff Corral, Jason Settlemore, and John Campbell downstairs. Alright, we're not going to hold up too much longer We're going to take a time out when we come back More from Meadowlands Racing
0: And Entertainment
7: The Meadowlands racing season Is just heating up with large fields Bigger purses, nightly promotions And some of the greatest restaurants In New Jersey, there are plenty of places To catch all of the exciting action First post on Friday and Saturday Nights is seven fifteen. For more information and reservations Call 201-the-big-m Or visit Play Meadowlands.
14: Every dream has a start, and this one is ours, to trot and pace fast, faster than all the others, and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tail. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second-guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom... And you there are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race, not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is harness racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat.
1: All right. We're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USDA and Bet America. Forbidden trade. Try thinking about doing the customary drinking of the water from the Hambletonian trophy. Doesn't like American water too much, Garnet. He's uh tell, telling us no.
2: Yeah, maybe he's not thirsty, maybe he wants to be ready to go another mile.
1: <clears throat> he definitely looks good, that's for sure. Look at the smile on Luke Blaze's face.
2: Look at Bobby. Unbelievable.
1: Twenty eight year old Bob McClure in his first
2: try. That's a <laughs> guy who said it looks like Murray. He's the he's the caretaker of the horse on a little bit man on, just when, when he was wearing that you know that place he used to work for his colors eh. thats kind of what he looked like take a drink horse come on man you can do he's it
1: like nope i'm enjoying all this attention
2: oh look he is he is enjoying it he's just soaking it all in when we we went to go see him this was the final stop
1: garnet on our trip thursday we went to go see him thursday morning there was a question as to whether we were going to go and we said you know what we better go just in case and boy am i glad we went now
2: no kidding eh Look at him. He's he's,
1: just soaking it all in, man. He, uh, (laughs) wow.
2: What a calm horse considering he doesn't know he won a million dollar race. No,
1: we we were in the winter. Excuse me. We were in uh, the barn with him and you know, you, you know, you could pet him. You could do whatever you wanted. He was just as nice as could be. Awesome. Sam McKee's family just walked behind us. So they're on their way to go see Ken Morkenden. They just went that way. Nice. A couple of, couple of Sam's daughters. I mean, just look at them. Just as calm as could be in the Winter circle. The DJ playing We Are the Champions. DJ uh, knows what to do here, man. Okay, running out of uh, some things to say here we got uh, let's see we've got 3 minutes till the next race not sure if we're going to get to cover that race or not supposed to be on the air for another 25 minutes so we'll see what happens but Gabe Pruitt down in the winner's circle presenting to the winning connections number 6 for bidden trade is John Campbell will take the lead rope Yeah, we're still going for a while. Bob
2: McClure. Not bad
1: at all. Take a look at that trophy, interviewing with Gabe Pruitt. Okay, we'll have Winter circle reaction here in just a little bit. Take a look at the 13th race, Garnet. Uh, I think we've talked all, about as much as, about the Hambo as we can. Yep. Um, as we move on to the 13th race, it's the Dr. John Steele Memorial TVG free for all mayors open trot. First of one hundred and eighty six thousand dollars, a full excuse me, a field of seven. Handelore Hanover. This is a nice group of mayors though, Garnet.
2: This is. Um you know there could be an upset in this race. Uh, wow. Who do you like? I like Darling miras S. I, I don't think I think that was only her third start here. I don't think I think Handelore got a little bit of a breather there. She got a twenty-eight uh, second quarter. She got almost a 28 third quarter. You know what I mean? I think if there's yep. a little more action in this race, um, you know, she might have a better shot. But uh, Manchego looks very strong as well. A lot of people like this custom CanTab mirror. Um, I, I'm not sure from the eight hole, but uh, this is the start of a pick four, isn't it?
1: It is. I said a field of seven, but eight, nine, and 10 are on the next page. They are. That's, uh, I listen. thought it was two. Until well, no, but see, it's normally it's on the bottom of the program. It's not. That's a surprise. So, Numbers eight, nine, and ten are on the back part of the page. Custom can tab. P.L. Jill and Plunge Blue Chip is a uh, is a mare Garnet that I really expected to do more this year, and she
2: just hasn't. Yeah, and now she draws the ten hole. Uh, she's over for four, two seconds. She was tremendous last year. She she trotted a mile and forty nine apiece a piece here uh, last year. And ha- the night was it fr- the Friday night of the handball or something? No, it was uh,
1: it was um Peace <laughs> Middlelands we That was yeah, yeah. We were here that with the so,
2: you know, she's got ability, but from the ten hole I I can't I can't endorse her from the ten hole. All
1: right. This, let's wind, just...
2: this wind does not want me to better pick four apparently.
1: No, it doesn't. So
2: But I'm gonna overcome that because I'm a degenerate and I'm up about eight hundred, so I gotta I gotta play.
1: Well listen, then that that means you can let me in for half, right?
2: Probably. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know what you will let you know what your cost is. All right.
1: <laughs> oh, man, of course.
2: So the thirteenth race,
1: Dr. John Steele Memorial, fourteenth race we can ever get to it is lady Lady liberty uh, that's charton is the single there i think right i think so 15th race is the cane pace is captain crunch a single
2: no hell no betters wish has been racing great all year had some terrible trips come on man he was parked a mile in 119 and three and lost by a head there's no way captain crunch is a single i'd single betters wish over him right now
1: I say, I, you know, it's interesting you say that. I like it. Listen, man, I'm not. I'm not saying that Captain Crunch
2: is a thing. I'm, I'm going to use them both. I'm going to use them both because I think it goes. I think they're pretty equal, to be honest with you. I think Captain Crunch has had some better trips. I will say that in the uh, 16th race, I like the two horse a lot. I, I'm not really going to say why, but uh, I think the two's got a really strong chance of winning the last race. Hmm. I'll that's all I'm going to
1: tell you. It's all, it's all, can you tell me off the air, maybe? Sure, Captain okay.
2: Molzak, uh, The two horse with Tim Tietjens driving is going to be a single for me. I'm going to bet. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to bet right now, while we're trying, while we're waiting for to kill some time. I'm going to bet a five dollar ticket, starting in race thirteen, using Manchego, or Hanover, and Darling Mirasse. S. Uh, better's Wish and Captain Crunch, Sharten single, and this two horse in the last race single. And uh, you know he's nine to two, so that could add some value. If it comes in and pays sixty bucks, and I have it five times, I'll be happy. If not, that'll be the final thirty bucks I donate to the New Jersey Racing Commission this afternoon.
1: Not overly confident we're gonna get an interview with Bob McClure. He's got to drive in this race. He's got to drive a motocon head over. Right. I'm hoping Luke
2: Blay will stick around. Maybe
1: see a lot of people heading to the back and not so. Where's Ashley? Let's see. Ashley Eve,
3: that just gotten. T A. where's Ashley at? Let's see.
1: I agree, Ashley. So, Ashley is going to forego the interview, obviously, for obvious reasons. Bob McClure's got to drive a Motocon in the next race. And, uh, you know, you come off of a win like that, now you've got a ton of confidence going into the next race, you would think, right?
2: You either have a ton of confidence or your nerves are shut, one or the other. Being, a, being, a, but you know what, McClure's very cool. That's one thing that I've noticed about him, and I don't think, you know, I don't think it'll affect his performance in the next race. So, uh, sure, let's go with your confidence is at a sky high level <laughs> instead of your nerves are shut. But, I mean, <clears throat> wow, what a party this guy's gonna have tonight. That's all I can. Wonder I don't, about I, don't really. I don't
1: think he's making it to Mohawk tonight. Maybe he'll book off his drives. I think he might. Probably.
3: All right, so
1: Luke Blay. And Bob McClure win the Hamiltonian. We're coming up on the 13th race as my program hits you in the face. So so what are we betting here? A $30 pick for you, said?
2: The only thing I don't like about this spot is the wind. That being said, if there was no wind, we'd be complaining about the heat. So you gotta, you got to take true, the good man. with the bad, right? The wind actually helps us not boil up here other than the sun. Right. Look
1: at this wind photo of Bobby McClure. What the heck is he looking at, I wonder? Probably try to figure out where the next horse is because he yeah, he won he won nice man he won nicely. Who shot is that? Mark or uh, Mike Lisa, the track photographer here. Nice. You can't even tell Green Shoe was near him. Look at this. Look at this photo, man. You can't even tell he was near him.
2: He's over here somewhere.
1: I know, but that's what I mean. You can't even tell. No Bob, shadow.
2: I can tell you what Bob's looking at. He's looking at that. He's looking at the infield board infield to see, board, see if he won. He's he going to win the race. See how close he was. Yeah. He won by what about a neck? give or take yeah. yeah i would
1: say well the chart
2: let's see it was like he re, you know how they say in thoroughbred racing a horse re-broke after a horse was challenged it was yep. almost like that he came up to him and uh
1: he let's took see. off again the official margin of victory is a net yep
2: that's what it looked first right by is. a neck.
1: so all right dr john Steele memorial coming up next we're going to take one final timeout. we will give you our pick for and then we will head out We've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the USTA and Bed America.
0: And
6: they're off and pacing at the Dan Pan Stakes. They come to three quarters and one
4: twenty-two and four Lazarus. Lazarus came forth to win the 25th running of the Dan Patch Stakes. Celebrating Indiana's richest harness race, the 26th edition of the $300,000 Dan Patch Stakes on Friday, August 9th at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Watch it live on Wish TV at 9 p.m.
7: The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up. With large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey, there are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 7.15. For more information and reservations, call 201, the Big M, or visit playmeadowlands.com.
12: Mike Bosich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike Are you a harness racing
1: trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun in wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org.
12: Thank you, drivers and trainers. Back Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Wind Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gates September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and for more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com.
1: All right, we're back in this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Garnett Barnesdale. Ashley Mayu is around here as well. We are going to wrap this thing up here in just a couple of minutes, but for those of you who have missed it, Forbidden Trade and Bob McClure win the 2019 $1 million Hamiltonian by a neck over Green Shoe who finished his second in an impressive impressive Hamiltonian and Bob McClure winning his first Hamiltonian in his first drive pretty impressive effort there by forbidden trade like I told Garnet before it was a very skillful drive very calm cool and collected drive Ashley Mayhew's making her way back over to the broadcast booth. Poor Ashley. She's probably tired as all get out. But uh, we got we got a free mic for you. Hop in here. So so what was that like? <laughs> so what was that like?
9: The whole day or just that? Just that. That had
1: to be stressful, huh? It um,
9: was super stressful. I mean, you can see how excited Bob McClure was there, right? First drive in the Hambone he's 28, I believe. Yep. Uh, but overall, the whole day was quite spectacular. Um, a lot of running around on the fly, but uh, we saw some really good races.
1: From, from an emotion standpoint, what was it like down there? I know trainer Luke Blay had to be super happy as well.
9: I thought everyone was very emotional and very excited. I don't want to say surprised because I don't think that. I think there was confidence after the elimination did go so well. Um, you could see it. There was just it, it was really meaningful for the connection
1: all right well listen it's been a lot of fun we've talked about a lot of things today let's quickly give our selection for the 13th race here uh go ahead ashley and then uh we're going to wrap this up probably before the race goes off but go ahead and let's see where, who you like
9: well you know i don't like favorites all the time i ended up going right now with the second choice in nine to five hannelore hanover i, I just thought this horse has had a solid year with the three wins and two back to back and Plus, they might hit a work for it a little bit more, but that was over this track, and you know offers a little bit more value. But you'd have to really spread, I think, in the trifecta, just because Hanalore Hanover and the horse that draws the inside Machengo. This is very tough. Otherwise, wide open.
1: Yeah, it is a pretty wide open race. Of course, you have Hanalore Hanover in the field. Darlin Mira is, I'm a little surprised. It's eleven to one right now.
9: Yeah, I definitely agree. But the one that really shocks me is. Let's see if they can actually take the double here, I guess. <laughs> is Emoticon Hanover 5-1 to one, up to 20-1? to one? Do you think that's a fair price?
1: I, you know, on Emoticon Hanover, I, you know, 20-1 is to a tough play. Here she's beaten the Hanover. She's beaten some of the top horses before. I think, you know, 20-1, to one, you know, hey, why not?
9: I'm not sure she can win this, right? But we talked about this earlier. Was a little disappointing in the Ambro flight. But, you know, still a decent performance qualified just recently on the 30th of july at woodbine mohawk park i have to take the trifecta a possibility i'm not sure the win honors but in this race i think we have to go for a price in the exotic
1: yeah you know that's where you could do a lot of damage is catching the prices underneath we found that out earlier in the uh, super high five mandatory payout where you got a couple of the favorites on top with some prices sprinkled in between and it actually worked out so you know if you can get the right price play underneath who knows right
9: Another horse to talk about, the seven. Okay. Recently came to the US. Was in Sweden before this. What do you make of this horse so far since coming to the US? So
1: Darlin Mira's came here and went 149 and four, I believe it was. If yes. You Remind me if I correct me if I'm wrong. Went 49 and four, and then had to face Hanalore Hanover, and she really fought gamely down the stretch. I didn't know if Hanalore Hanover was going to be able to get by her. I think she's got a big chance here at 11 to one. She's yo, know, she's the value play if you ask me.
9: She was stepping up and you know, Dexter Dunn got her on her that day and then today driving Vandy Miller. But I think you know, something that's telling was the final quarter, twenty seven and one, which was much faster than when she won, which was twenty seven and four. You know, she failed as the favorite, but I still think she really had to step up and she proved that she belongs with this quality.
1: I think Darlene Mira is at eleven to one is probably gonna be the value play. I know you don't like chalk and I think that, you know, from, from a wagering standpoint, I think you have to really give her uh, a solid look. Looking at the well, looking at the daily double, will Pace, She is the third choice uh, behind, uh, of course, number one Manchego and number four, uh, excuse me, number six uh, Hanover. Hanover. What do you think about Phaetosim um, here? Phaetosim was a breeder's crown champion back at Hoosier Park two years ago. This is a tough spot for her, though.
11: I think so. I mean
9: when you look at this year only one win in a preferred handicap and really has kind of struggled to stay afloat especially last time out going a mile and an eighth I mean that was just you know not eye-catching at all you know going back to the mile it's still a question of can this horse compete at this level currently
3: all right we'll
1: be going to the gate here in just a couple of minutes where it looks like we're two minutes away from this race and Guys, let's uh let's talk about the day as a whole. We saw some really impressive efforts. Let's first start with the world record performance by Lather Up. I mean, just how amazing was that effort by Lather Up and just how good has he become?
2: He looks like he's got an engine that just doesn't quit. Like, I mean, he could have probably went two and a two and a mile, two eighths and a mile. Two sorry, two miles and an eighth, and he would have broke whatever world record exists on another continent. He's just that good right now. One forty four? Yeah.
1: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He might go forty five. Who knows? We don't know how fast he's gonna go.
2: He might go forty five in a piece. He might. I, I can't say for sure that he won't, but you need a perfect day like this, obviously. But listen, the Red Miles a faster track than the Metal too, so
1: From from a standpoint of all day, what was the highlight of the day for you?
2: Oh, absolutely, forbidden trade winning the Hamiltonian. I gotta you write a story it. I gotta you write a story about fair. it. Listen, I gotta write a story about it for a Canadian newspaper. This thing writes itself. It's already on the I don't even have to do anything. Asher?
9: I don't know if I should say this on air, but I was trying to bet the race last minute, and we kept on talking about this. And Garnet brought it up multiple times. Forbidden Trade was very impressive in his elimination. You know, he didn't win, but the late move was enough for me to last minute try to bet. Couldn't get my bet in, so I texted our friend Mark McKelvey to wheel him, but I only wheeled him with all with him. What? So oh, yeah, <laughs> played all six, but not six all. So I should have been smart and maybe done some one-place action. But, uh, you know, you saw he stepped up. But something else I want to comment on is Jim Pansy really got it together for the final.
1: Yeah, Jim Pansy, uh, was impressive in the final. He closed from off the pace. He, he didn't have a, nearly as far to come as he did in his elimination. I was really concerned that he wasn't gonna even going to make the final.
9: Yeah, I didn't think he was going to make the final either. That He had the horse to the inside break. And then he started to roll late. But uh, I I didn't blame him in that race, other than with the all wager, and you know he really stepped up for the final.
1: I think the bobble might have made the difference in the Hamiltonian. Well, you the know, you'll never you'll never know for sure, but I, I think the bobble could have maybe made the difference. The
2: interesting thing that Jay Greenberg pointed out was, um, you know, in in the final, everybody left because they wanted to get in front of him because of what they saw in the first elimination. Right. He was he was unstable for most of the race right and whether he bobbled or not i think he was going to get out left anyways because nobody wanted to be behind him in case he broke and they run into him in a million dollar race so that was a factor
1: all right no uh so they are headed to the gate for the john Steele memorial we are going to wrap this thing up the most impressive performance that i saw all day and i I, you know I, i look at it now from a wagering standpoint, and say I really messed up was Green Manalishi. I thought Green Manalishi was amazing in his elimination, and I probably should have listened to you. Not gonna
2: lie, I think the most impressive performance honestly was Lather Up. I, I mean, he was just monstrous again. Teague said that he's got him as good as you know, as good as he's ever been, and uh, you know, for me, the highlight of the day obviously was the Canadian winning the winning the handball and me cashing big money for listen, me anyway listen
1: two years in a row he's on every videotape you can hear him screaming okay so when we go back and listen to this show later you're gonna hear garnet say uh green shoe this i believe is what you said so <laughs> anyways all right for garnet barnsdale ashley mayhew and the rest of the gang here at post time with mike and mike we thank you for joining us on Hambletonian day we'll see you back here next thursday first post is 10:30. good night everybody
0: Call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know